I was thinking we were so bad he blew his brains out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I'm probably going to have to shit at some point. I've shit probably eight times a day. I had explosive diarrhea for a half hour straight last night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was not fun. Yeah, so mine's not like, like every time I go, it's not like a crazy amount. It's just like little toothpaste squirts. Yeah. It's like, I sit down, it's like... <laughs> that's all it is that's all it is I hate those. and I fucking hate it cause I'm pretty sure dude I've got a major case of hemorrhoids right now so every time I wipe I'm just fucking oh, yeah no, dude it feels like a fucking dragon fruit down there yeah. <laughs> I've never felt the dragon you ever felt the outside of, of a dragon you ever fruit seen the outside of dragon yeah. fruit yeah it gives you all the energy. yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like asking someone if they felt a pine gum. You don't need to feel a pine gum to know it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys don't like pine gum? Shove up your ass? I never said that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, hey, I don't know. I've never it's tried. It. <laughs> I never tried it. You know what I mean? Can't hug it. I know that Hitler didn't like getting a pineapple shoved up his ass every week by Lucifer himself. So. So we Kluberville. Where's where's Kluber Alley now? Where's Soy Club Reveal? Maybe I don't know. Soy 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 Club Reveal? Something like that. We can't even talk to them yet, dude. So how did this guy fucking find us? I'm telling you, man. So I club. (coughs) So I club Urville. Does it make more sense? No. But I think so, that's what it is. It's S-O-I and then capital C, club, capital E. See, the thing Irvin. is, we have four people in here. Defeating Hearts, he's in here every single day. Yep. And he talks. So he's for sure that, in here. That's, that's Dustin? That's Kyle. Kyle, fuck. And then we have <laughs> us you, three. us three. <laughs> so I should see at least four. <clears throat> so I this. never get it. I never understand it. I, think, I don't know, dude. I think they're fibbing. So, like, Clubberville um, has to fucking follow us. Because Homeboy was fucking on this from jump, so I don't know how. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 78 of Totally Talking Sports. Hold on. We're having some technical difficulties. We are having some technical difficulties, fellas. Um, I don't know if that means they can hear us. Can they hear us? All right, welcome there back, we everybody. Okay. Uh, episode 78 of Totally Talking <clears throat> Sports uh, should be, in theory, shorter episode this week. Well, shorter for us. Shorter, shorter of, but yes. But we throw in that interview, it's yeah. probably still going to be a two-hour episode. Yeah, so we At have... Least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to be going over some sports news, um, t- touching up on the uh, playoffs going on right now, going over UFC 274, and then we also have a great interview with Sully again, he came back for a second interview, uh, previewed 274 with us, um, and just checked in, asked him some more questions, see how he's doing. So look forward to that. Uh, but before we get into anything, Tim, how you been? Uh, been all right. Um, just uh, Saturday, we went over to Kyle's house, watched fights. Uh, it was a good time. I was a little, I was super let down. I was super sad at the end of it. Uh, we'll obviously <laughs> get into it. Um, and then Sunday, just had. Uh, mom, sister, and grandma over for Mother's Day. Made some Italian sausage sandwiches. Ooh, um, yeah, turned out pretty damn good. Threw them on the Traeger. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, so it's, and it's just Tuesday, so that's pretty much what I've been doing since Thursday. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. Saturday, had you guys come over. Um, really, I decided, dude. I decided to do a, uh, <laughs> decided to do a crock pot. Um, I made a pot roast, which 
I think is going to be the way that we start doing things for fight nights because very efficient. Oh my god, just beep. yeah, dude, just throw Come it on a plate. Hours. <laughs> just know, throw it on a plate and then just just hunker down some pot roast for sure. Man. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, <laughs> so hey, you know, pot roast, you can take out the meat and the veggies and then use the remaining juice. You know, mix it with some cornstarch, make like a gravy out of it, and then pour it over the meat and veggies. Eat it on a plate. You know, but some people have it like a soup almost, like a stew. And then usually you put it in a bowl, you know. So I set out six bowls um, and some plates just put bread on. And uh, Tim goes, you really sure you want me to eat this over there? And he's got pot roast soup on a plate. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he goes, you know what, fuck, I was going to eat it in the kitchen. Um, didn't spill a drop, so I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, dude, yeah, it's just so efficient, dude. I started at 10 in the morning and then, boom, slow cook for eight hours. Yep. Then it was ready when everybody got over. Um, usually I'm fucking on the grill or I'm trying to You're like... missing prelims. Yeah, I'm or... cutting up lettuce. I'm doing something to get everything set up. So I think that is the way to go. Um, Sunday, you know, brought out a little bit of uh, the Chef Ramsey and me as well. Um, so my mom, um, I made Korean like sweet chili chicken one time. And I told her, I was like, hey, it's really good. I'm going to make it for you. And so she wanted that for Mother's Day. And I told the man about it. She's like, well, my mom doesn't really like that kind of food. She doesn't like white rice, stuff like that. I was like, all right. I can improvise. Um, so I also made a second dinner, which was garlic lemon uh, rosemary chicken with potatoes and mushrooms. Jesus. Um, came out fantastic, dude. Um, I was very, uh, I'm a very uh, anxious cook, right? Oh, but, yeah. You know, I'm very paranoid of like, For sure. fuck, what if it turns out like shit and all that? And then, you know, trying to time everything. Um, well, through the chaos, everything finished off perfectly. And um, dinner was a success. So we had Amanda's parents come over to my parents' house. I had a little bash. My uncle was there. My sister was there. Everything was really good, really nice, relaxed. Um, and then other than that, just just working, dude. Yeah, just working. What about you, Logan? Uh, so on Saturday, I went to your house. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Wait, you? Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah. were there. You were there. Yeah. So we all watched fights, obviously. Um, and then <laughs> Sunday, Mother's Day, went over to Brittany's dad's house. Um, had breakfast with uh, her dad or stepmom. Um, brother uh you know family get together for for some nice breakfast um and then we went and watched breakfast breakfast um <laughs> then we went and watched dr strange afterwards um so that was good it's a good time uh, lots going on in the movie so it's fantastic um Brittany hates that i like try to tell her everything that's happening you know i'm like afterwards i'm like whoa but this is what everything means she's like i don't care <laughs> so i thought it was good yeah just shut up no she thought it was bad <laughs> Uh, Wait, that's the the newest one that just mm -hmm. came out? The multiverse one? Mm -hmm. You thought it was good, though? No, it was pretty good. I, I wasn't, like, in love with it, but I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I've heard literally nothing but fantastic things. Like, I thought it was it was good, but it was also a lot of, like, I don't... I'm not, I'm not in love with Doctor Strange, so that's also, like, part of it. Okay. Um, But it was it was a good movie. It was okay. a good movie. It set up a lot of stuff. They, they're going to go places with it, so... Well, I'm um, happy you said that, because I had somebody post on my Facebook... That it was hands down, they said no competition argument, the greatest Marvel movie that they've made up to this point. Yeah, so that's false because Infinity War exists. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's literally yeah. what I thought. <laughs> I was like, oh my fucking They, they made a movie they're, with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're setting up a well, movie. They all came back from the dead. Yeah, they're probably setting up a movie with all of this from yeah, everything yeah, I've yeah. seen. That's gonna I don't want spoilers, dude. Shut equivalent. up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. But anyways, no, uh, yeah, it was a good, good Sunday, and then uh, I've just been working um, pretty slow this week, so that's always nice. Gotta go in early tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah, I gotta go in uh, on Saturday, too, so 
That should be fun after Friday night. Um, yeah, no, that's gonna be rough for you. Yeah, um, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been just good. Uber to work. <laughs> yeah, just Uber and Uber home. No. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cheap. <laughs> Very inefficient. <laughs> yeah, no, Ubers are cheap nowadays. Yeah, I know all the way out to Sparks. Uh, yeah, but it's been good. So, uh, what? Wha- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's uh, jump into some sports news we did not know we cared about. Alright, guys. This week, kicking Hold off... On. Time out. Uh, early, big, early boom to Kyle. Usually he comes over about 5 o'clock, right? Logan, usually you get here about 6, maybe 6.15. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. Early, big Sometimes boom to Kyle. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes way too early, and it's throwing so, us Sometimes off. we're thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Logan fluctuates. Kyle is always comes here like right after work, and he gets off earlier than Logan. I think so. That's what it makes sense. Um, and Kyle usually shows up here, and I'm usually sitting on my computer or I'm sitting on the couch. He comes in, says, "Sup, dude? I'll be in the room," because he's doing his homework, uh, getting extra stuff done for the podcast. But today he came over and was like, "Got everything done." Nice. Yeah, boy. I had a productive lunch today. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I jammed some shit out. Love it. Um, chances are I'm going to miss something. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? Let's go. You guys might need to keep catch me up, okay? Um, all right, so this week, kicking off as not always, horse racing. Yeah. Yeah. The 148th Kentucky Derby was this past Saturday. A bust to me, because mm. I didn't mention this last week, um, that it was coming up. Um, and the biggest upset in Kentucky Derby history. Rich Strike wins with eighty to one odds. Um, so if you would have put a Lincoln on it, you would have won four hundred dollars. Dude, and this is like the even more exciting part about it too is like they like he wasn't even like supposed to be in the race. No, like a, a, a horse got sick or something right yeah. before, so it was like a last minute thing. The jockey was there going to it with his family, with his wife and kids. Fuck yeah! And they're like, hey, dude. You want to ride? You want to fucking ride this horse? He's like, dude, Kentucky Derby, what the fuck's up, dude? Yeah. Kicked his fucking wife and kids to the curb. Said daddy's racing. Good choice. And uh, daddy fucking came through, dude, and won in the biggest upset. Um, Jumping over now to NFL. Tom Brady will join Fox Sports as its lead NFL analyst when his playing career ends. Uh, New York Post reported that the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback has agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract. Yeah. The most lucrative in sports broadcasting history. It's m- and you know what? Good for this guy. Yeah. He took away from his own salary to build the team around him to win Super Bowls. Still and now he goes, rich. fuck you guys. And he's getting all that money that he saved to build his team back anyway. Yeah, he's getting more money. For these 10 years of broadcasting than he made in his entire career playing football. What? The like 333. Just salary. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but like 23 years in the yeah. NFL? Made like 333 mil. Oh my. In the NFL. So make 375. No, and that's the thing, like you said. Like, Working 20 days you know, a year. It could be 10 bucks. <laughs> it could have been 10 years, 10 bucks. It would still be fucking extremely rich. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I obviously. Um, everyone's gonna tune in for that shit, dude. Everyone's oh, yeah. gonna love to see him on there, cause especially with Fox cool, needing <laughs> needing some help with broadcasting. Yeah, I mean they're just getting a little old up there. <laughs> yeah, it's more than uh, Buck and Aikman combined. Yeah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's terrible? 
He might be. They won't nah, be. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like. Be. I think he's gonna be he's like gonna a, be hilarious. I think he's gonna be like a Sunday morning person, right? Yeah, yeah dude, because he has him. a great sense of humor. Oh, absolutely, he has a great sense of humor. It'd be just like Romo. Like people all thought the same thing about Romo. It was like, ah, he's gonna be shit. Like Romo's one of the better. And ones. he's he's funny Love and he Romo. knows what he's talking about. And that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. The other guy can yeah. carry the rest of it. He know reads all the defenses, shit. and I'm like. Hey, what, yeah. Why didn't you do that when you were playing? <laughs> so you the know fuck? the other guy, you know, play by play, just know all the shit about all the players. I'll tell you what's going on in the field, and then throw in a joke here and there. And we'll call it a Dude, day. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great, and it's awesome for me because I plan on being with my, you know, Sinclair station for a while, and we're Fox, so Love it's it. gonna be easy, even easier to sell shit for uh, Fox oh, NFL games. So easy, yeah. So it's gonna be even better. Um, Denver Broncos to play the Los Angeles Rams as part of their NFL triple header on Christmas Day. They've not released oh. the other two yet, so I do not know. Mm-hmm. But on Christmas Day, the Rams will be playing. So that's really sad for Jesse. Because <laughs> yeah. Timmy's getting schnockered. I was, already, I was already getting schnockered on fair Christmas. Fair enough, fair enough. I wake up when I start drinking on Christmas, but yeah. Uh, but the NFL schedule... Now be maddening. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL schedule to Playing be released... the Broncos, too, then. This Thursday at 5 p.m., um, we will all get the updated NFL schedule. Um, the Baltimore Ravens signed running back Mike Davis to a one-year contract on Tuesday. Sure. Davis, 29, adds experience depth to a Ravens backfield that was devastated with injuries last season. Baltimore's top two running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, both had torn ACLs before the start of last season and aren't expected to return until the field, or sorry, to the field until training camp. So... Need. They're still real. Mike, Mike, Mike Davis, Davis is, is going to get back. Yeah. yeah, he's going to get 500 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> in other news, goal line package. Yeah. In other news, Baltimore Ravens running back Mike Davis, a victim of a home robbery. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> two men went into his home, stole a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, and this part sad, a, cus- a pair of custom cleats that he wore. In honor of his father, Michael Oliver, who died of cancer in What a shit person. Someone broke in and went, I want Yo, those. those are sick, bro. <laughs> and just took them. Gonna take these to the park. <laughs> dude, that's hella messed that's up. Messed up. Dude. Yeah, big time. Hella messed up. But Mike Davis, dude, I mean, you know. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, you know, it's the yin yang, you know? Um, all right, jumping over to golf. Fuck, whenever I have my Twitch tab, I always pull it down and it gets me all fucked up. All right, so the Wells Fargo Championship. Max Homa. Max Homa walks away with the title um, at minus eight. It was an absolute shite show of a tournament. Uh, just heavy rain for three or two straight days on Friday and Saturday. So Thursday, people went low. Obviously, Jason's day shot that like seven under. I mean, Ricky shot four under, so, you know, it was pretty easy conditions out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Friday and Saturday came, and it was an absolute shit show. Jason Day was still in the lead after day two at 10 under. Shot a plus nine on Saturday to completely give up uh, give up the lead. Um, Just Keegan, go home. Yeah, Keegan, Keegan Bradley then took the lead going into Sunday, and he went like a double par bogey to start, three over and two, and Max Homa just uh, held it together. However, our boy Ricky, remember what I said last week, hoping for a top 25? Got a top 21. Yep. Tied, tied for 21, dude. Even par. Yep. Finished it even. With a killer Sunday. Usually doesn't do no, it. Yeah. It, and it wasn't too bad. He made a couple uh, little mistakes. It could have been a lot better, but I was very happy with it. I watched the whole round on Sunday. Uh, two under to go even for the tournament, and I was very pleased. Was it a 70 bar? Yeah. Oh, damn. I did not know that. But yeah, so Max Homa walks away with a 1.62 mil in earnings. 
And then Matt Fitzpatrick, Cameron Young, and Keegan Bradley all tied for second, walking away with 681,000 um, um, each. So how does that work? So do they just go the fourth place, third place, and second place purse all together and divide it by three equally? Because they yeah, so, so each each place it gets a certain amount of the purse. Yeah. So first place obviously gets you know their share of the purse, and the second place would have been you know however much, you know so divided by three or whatever. So the, I yeah, think yeah, so they can works. just combine all of them. Okay. Uh, the last place guy took home like nineteen grand. It's so so nice. <laughs> Being a professional golfer must be so nice. Except when you're missing cuts. Well, yeah, if you're missing cuts, I mean, like yeah. that's your own fault. So you know? Taylor you Moore and Michael Thompson tied for sixty fourth. $19,440. That's like half what I make for four a days, dude. If I could do that twice a year, I'd make what I make a year. Dude, yeah. and they shot a plus 15. Yeah. And I'm I'm just going to say this. Just make the cut and then don't I, have to. I think you'd be right there, dude. That's All, an 85. So what? You have to no, play. Yeah, okay, no. That, that's plus, plus 15 for the tournament. Yeah. Not in one day. Yeah. I could, I could shoot plus 15 from the tips at that course on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> um, okay, but then this weekend we have the AT&T Byron Nelson. All right. Um, Any, you know, I mean, they have all the big names in there. They got DJ. They got fucking Shoffley. They got JT. I mean, uh, sorry, Justin Smith. They got, Justin you know. Thomas? Justin Smith? Who's that? Jordan Spieth? I was thinking Jordan Spieth, Justin Cameron Smith, Smith <laughs> and Justin Thomas. <laughs> I said JT, but I was like, no, that's Justin Timberlake. We can't say that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's <laughs> playing, um, and he's obviously won pretty much every tournament he's played in this year, so we'll see how he does. Um, other than that, um, I've got no real big um, guy in the tournament right now, so let's okay. kind of see how it goes. All My right, big well. name's hoping for a, a fun leaderboard. Last year's winner was like KH Lee. It's one of these weird courses where someone with a big name usually doesn't fucking win it. It's usually someone who's like, who the hell is this guy? Can you you know said I mean? like Cage Lee. It was Cage Lee. Good job. I don't know if you looked that up earlier or not, but kudos to you, my guy. All right. And it was an Asian. Guys. So. Oh. <laughs> we need the Maple Leafs to win today, boys. No, I need the Lightning to win. Uh, you know, you really just root against your old favorite team. That's well, just joke artist. Yeah, they're choking on Victor. I might right even change from the Islanders one day. Who knows, dude? Hockey's going to be like my little, like, uh, my slut sport. <laughs> <laughs> just like college football and college basketball? Whoa, dude. Because you don't have any teams that you... You don't have any teams. So. Nope, don't have any favorite teams. You said, I don't, I don't you claim any. have teams that you like. I don't, have, I don't claim any, though. I don't claim any. Yeah, then you're always a winner. Well, you I can't have, lose if you don't have a team, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like Alabama, but if they lose to Ohio State, I'm pretty bummed. Like, when Ohio State uh, lost to Michigan, I was pretty fucking bummed because I hate Michigan. Yeah, you know, like when Logan... Like, when we started this podcast, and then they're like, hey, we're talking about NFL, and you went, hey, Logan... All right, now we're doing this. You have to have an NFL team. Like you have to decide when he goes. All right, Chargers. Yep, that's also Chargers locking we, in we, in. we talk about NFL for like hours on end. So okay, dude. Well, <laughs> thank you for. I couldn't. Me. I couldn't not have yeah, a what, team for what that. The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I'm trying to make a pick a team here. All right, jumping over to egg throwing. Yes. Right, Kiwi lads, ecstatic after reclaiming egg, egg static. <laughs> Egg static. You, you also threw no, ED at the end there. You, you keep doing it. Ecstatic? Stop doing that. <laughs> Ecstatic. There you go. Ecstatic? No. Uh, stop. That's stop. what you're saying. Bro. I'm throwing an ED on there. I'm on accident. All right. Ecstatic. I'm sadded. After reclaiming. 
after reclaiming world egg throwing title. Reclaiming. Ricky Pawe and Nick Hornstein scrambled the opposition oh. to claim the world egg throwing title on Sunday. I love this article. Um, 13th world egg throwing championships at the Swatton Vintage Day in the English village of Swatton near Peterborough. Throwing eggs may seem easy as, or sorry, throwing eggs may seem an easy task, but the competition requires competitors to also catch them cleanly without them cracking. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) So fucking Kiwi is on the rise right now after getting their 13th. Does it say like how far apart they were? Um, So I actually looked more into it and it said, although the distance is unknown, they won by a lot. That's what the article said. Why'd they keep going? (laughs) If you already won. Maybe try to break world record. I think they kept passing each other by one foot. But then they weren't keeping distance. So how would you know what the, like how close you were to the world record? Well, I think they went, Hey, all right, one foot. All right. Take a step back. All right. All right. Take a step back. And they went, dude, let's just fucking end this, dude. I want to go like, drink. Take 50 steps. Yeah. And just fucking just went back and just yucked it. <laughs> and, then and, like, <laughs> and then they won, dude. So shout out to the Kiwis, dude. All right. Jumping over to MLB. They all have to use the same style. Brand of eggs. Yeah. Everyone's best. Probably. Well, I don't know. Like, could I use Maybe it comes from like a local farm. Could I use like a duck egg that's a little bit thicker of a shell? <laughs> just a fucking use an ostrich egg. egg. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Throwing a football. Fucking hits the ground, just rolls. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Didn't crack. All right, do MLB. Minor league players, mm. MLB, reached settlement in minimum wage lawsuit. So, terms of the settlement were not filed with the court Tuesday and details were not released. Two familiar people with negotiations speaking to the Associated Press on condition of anatomy because the release of details was not authorized said the sides in recent weeks had been discussing a possible settlement in the 200 million dollar range so it's just going to be a bop and they split it up Fuck you, took much. A, you took way too long reading that article just to tell us that it was in a 200 million dollar 200 mil amongst yeah. all the minor leaders well, I'll just give you a fucking yeah it's like five bucks details. each <laughs> I don't know, man. Two hundred like, mil. That's a like, lot. It's like when you get one of those settlements. It's like, did you ever use Johnson and Johnson lotion? You might get fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to get it on this? You want to get it on this? Did, did Roundup give you cancer? No, I'm but, sure. I'm sure it's around like eighty to hundred k per guy. Yeah, it's, it's enough. Yeah, we are pleased to report that the parties have reached settlement in principle in this over eight year old case. And honestly, subject to court approval. You know how sweet it would be just to sling six at like 32 years old on a single A team and just make like 60 grand? Like obviously like you're not really going anywhere in life but at the same time it's like I'm pretty content. Yeah dude, playing baseball? Fucking getting paid dude. Getting paid more than I am. And they're having fun. Single A games are wild. Yeah, they bring having, all the stops. Yeah, they're just having fun while they fucking do it. So does every team have double A, triple A, or triple A, double A, and single A? I don't know. I want to say some teams share single A teams. What? I don't know. No idea, dude. That's completely... But you have a feeling. <laughs> I have a weird feeling. Where'd that feeling go from, dude? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Do teams share single A? Every team generally has around 275 to 280 players, so let's round down 275 um, times 30 teams, 8250. What was the settlement? 200 million. Yeah, but that, that includes their main ball club. Yeah, that includes their major league. Fuck, I forgot the number. <laughs> so 275 minus maybe like 40. It's 8250. $82.50? 
per hour? Solid. Yeah. <laughs> 24K. But that's probably on the lower side. It's probably less than that for like the single A and probably higher than that for the triple A. Yeah, if you're triple A, you're probably getting more money. Yeah. So. Hmm. And I'm sure there's some single A guys that make like 10 grand and show up like, you know, practice from like five to six and have a day job. Think Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson got some of that? Probably not, but maybe. Let's see, I don't know. They invite mm-hmm. to spring training every year. So. All right, then we have the power rankings as of right now for the MLB. I don't want to hear mine. We got Dodgers at one, Yankees at two, Mets at three, Brewers at four, and Rays at five. Got my Angels at eight, and we have the Red it. Sox at 20. That's very generous. Yes, better than I thought. That's very generous. And I mean, I, I think the Angels are doing better than the Brewers. So there's that. Okay. You guys have like the second best record in baseball right now. Yeah, we do, dude. We're like 20 and 11, I think. Yeah. Right now. No, you guys are only behind the Dodgers as far as the record goes. I think we're ahead of you guys. No, because we've only lost seven times. You lost There's a reason why there's no. Well, well, no, I know. But you guys are 19 and like, I think you guys are 19 and 7. Yeah. And then um, the. You mean like win percentage wise, you guys are better? No, win percentage, they're better. Yeah, you have, we one have one more win. wins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have more wins, you know. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, and I didn't even touch up on this. Um, but just an early shout-out then, I guess, because I already have my booms and busts. But uh, Shohei Otani. Um, don't know if you guys saw, but yesterday he had his first career Fuck. grand slam. Yep, yeah. Um, hit four runs. Mike Trout hit a two-run homer. The next at-bat was Otani, who hit a homer. It was only, like, the first, first time since, like, 2019 they went back-to-back. Yeah, and then... Um, later on, he had hit the played grand together slam. for a while, so yeah, and yeah. we beat the shit out of him. When we, I think we won like, I think it was like eleven to four or something like that. Yeah. So I had Otani as one of my booms, but we're talking about it now, so we'll talk about it now. Uh, oh, I have other ones. I have other ones. Um, oh, no, I have other ones. Is, I come prepared. I know you do. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Otani because he uh, passed Ichiro for most um, multi home run games by a Japanese born player. Uh, he's played three and a half seasons. God, dude. <laughs> and Ichiro's a fucking legend. Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he like just retire like two years ago? Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. yeah. God <laughs> damn. Okay, yeah, well, time to shatter that. Okay, jumping over to MMA. Wrestling standout Bo Nichols set for professional MMA debut at Jorge Masvidal's Icon Fighting Championship. Um, so... What is dude, this? Jorge Masvidal is trying to start his own thing, dude. It's not going to go and well. No, no, it won't be anything compared He doesn't to have the name for it. Like, Masvidal's good, but not big I enough. I think he has a name. I don't think... I don't know the rules of it and stuff. Um, if it's anything like the UFC, I don't think it'll be even close to succeeding. Do it in the but street. if it's more of a bare-knuckle boxing style... Do it in the streets of Miami. I think it... Yeah, I, I think, well, there's I already think a bare-knuckle boxing... Yeah, but not in the streets of Miami. It's like actually sanctioned and like there's rules. I'm talking like, I'm talking like dirt arena dude with a fence with barbed wire around it. Well, that's where Ori Mazal got to start. Exactly. Yeah. That's the back. Yeah, which which I don't know if you guys knew. So Kimbo Slice. Yes. Yeah, was the one that got Jorge Mazal started. Not surprised. They were training with together, and he goes, "Dude, I'm tired of showing up and fighting." He goes, "I want to fucking watch it after I'm done fighting." So they said, "All right, well, let's have some other fucking fights." And so he goes, "I know a guy called up Mazal." And he goes, fuck yeah, I'll fight, dude. And then fought, and that's how he got his fucking start. You knock somebody out on a, just a dirt road, or like in a parking lot, 
multiple times yeah. on video. Like, <laughs> brutally, yeah. you're going to get a contract. Someday. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just, you're a scrapper. All right, Joanna calls out or Esparza, Jesus Christ, Esparza, and promises that she is the soon-to-be champ. So Joanna is going to come in there. If she does get the title shot, I think she beats Esparza. I don't think Esparza Yeah, Esparza should. shouldn't have a title to be in, so. Yeah, and we'll, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. we'll, we'll get into that. Mm. Neither of them deserve the belt. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, no, so that, yeah, that's no, the yeah. point I make. I was, like, yeah, I, was like, I was like, we'll get into it. But then Brandon Moreno and Kai Carter France set for UFC 277 on July 30th for the UFC flyweight interim belt. Um, I got this update this morning. Forgot about it, and Logan reminded me, so that's great. Figueredo is out due to injury. I don't think he got the update this morning, I think. I got it an hour ago. But yeah, I'm I sure Kyle, I, I got Kyle follows first thing like, in the morning. Kyle follows a lot more UFC stuff. So mine was probably when uh-huh. it was made official. Uh-huh. Kyle's was when it was like, this is probably gonna happen. I've upset him. He's gonna find it now. Are you gonna find the notification or did you open the notification so it won't be there? Yeah, I'm not gonna believe that's, you. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. But find the article. It's gonna take too long. Yeah, I know. Yeah, first thing, first screenshot I took this morning was Tom Brady breaking news about his fucking contract deal. So I think I opened the fire. You fucking motherfucker. No, no, I think uh, no, 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 I think Logan counted first. Yeah, yeah, no, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thanks, Logan. Yeah. Anytime. No, no, hundred percent. I, I all the respect in the world for this guy. So thank God he's here. All right, New York Islanders fire head coach Barry Trotz. Uh, they didn't make Tragic. playoffs this year, yeah. and uh, they gave him the boot. But not only did not make playoffs, their season was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious. So, Barry yeah. um, Trotz is a good guy, though. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I like Barry Trotz. Um, I thought for, and honestly, I don't know, dude, the last two seasons, yeah, they got red hot in the playoffs, but their seasons weren't really that good. No, yeah, they no, came they, in as an yeah. underdog, and then they're just beating two teams in the playoffs. Everyone's like, oh, shit. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it makes sense because they, they have some work to do. All right. And then the draft lottery was today. Uh, so the Montreal Canadiens, as expected. Well, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about hockey. Fuck, I forgot you said that already. Almost wins the Stanley Cup, then goes in next year and gets the number one overall pick. Yeah, had the worst <laughs> record. Um, they came in with the best odds, 18.5% to be able to get that first um, number one overall pick. And that's exactly what they got. Um, New Jersey Devils only had 8.5%, and they were the ones that got the number two. And then Arizona Coyotes got the number three at 13 and a half. After that, four through 16 just fall into place how it's supposed to be. So we have the Seattle Kraken, then the Flyers, then the Blue Jackets, then the Senators, Red Wings, Sabres, Anaheim Ducks at 10, San Jose Sharks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Islanders at 13, Jets, Vancouver Canucks, and then Buffalo Sabres because they got theirs from the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights um, at that 16 spot. So that'll be the 1 through 16 for the draft. Everything else will play out after the playoffs are done, obviously, and we'll go through that. So other than that, for NHL, let's just get into the current uh, playoffs and how we've seen them so far. Um, I mean, feel free to take the lead on this, guys. We have game fives going on right now. Are we doing hockey first? Yeah, hockey first. So we have game fives going on right now. First one that finished up was Bruins Hurricanes. We'll just kick it off. Um... Here's here's the thing. So Bruins win the two games at home, right? And we've looked abysmal um, on the road. I think it's very obvious that we just have to figure out what the Hurricanes are doing to cheat at home and, and <laughs> get around that. And then when we figure that out and get one in Carolina, then we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all we have to do. 
Or how are you guys treating at home? We're not. <laughs> Obviously. No, 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 no. They play clean. Do you see how we lose on the road? We don't beat them like that at home. Yeah. <gasps> no. Uh, yeah, so clean. it's, uh, I mean, clean. 5-1 today, um, and it was... Hey, not, you guys got one! We got one in the third, um, and then we hey. gave up two more, so... Yeah, that's yeah. rough. It was 3-0 when we were watching it, and I was like, we can get one before the third, we're in a good position, and then we gave up two in the third, so... Not ideal. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, just, just not, not enough going on on the road for us, but for whatever reason, that's probably the crowd, um, I think the guy gets the guys hyped up. Um, we have some good performances at home, so look forward to a good game six from us, and then just try to figure out something for game seven. Well, yeah. dude, honestly, if you guys pull it out and you guys lose in game six, it is what it is, honestly, in my opinion. I thought this was almost going to be a sweep. Yeah, it You guys bad. lost 5-0 and then 5-1. Yeah. And so I did not think you guys would lose, or sorry, win both at home. We've lost combined 15-2 to two on the road. <laughs> yeah. Through three games. Oh, Jesus, that's rough. But um, I did not think you guys were going to win both at home. I thought for sure the, the Hurricanes were going to grab at least never one of them. Never a doubt. And I thought you guys were going <laughs> to, never a doubt. And I thought you guys were going to, you know, lose in five. I thought you guys might grab one, but definitely not both. So the fact that you guys even did both of that, I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, but the Hurricanes, again, at home, there's something about it. Um, it's it's kind of scary, scary how different they look while they're at home. So, dude, like I was telling uh, Tim today before you even got here, it shouldn't. But I can see it going Game 7, dude. Because you guys look just as electric, and you guys are able to pull out the wins at home. So maybe it goes to a fucking crazy Game 7. I don't know. But so far, it's been a very wild season. Or series for them. Wild series, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, next game going on right now is Lightning and Maple Leafs. Um, so it was this one is one a series. Yeah, one one through two games, and then one one again for the three and four. So each team stole a game on the road. Yeah, which just means home home That's ice crazy. back for the Maple Leafs. Um, this what we're watching is a little behind. Um, so I there's an updated score. Um, <laughs> I don't. No, if I should spoil it for you guys, Fuck. just let you watch it. Um, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's yeah, tell us what it is. Yeah, so Maple Leafs are up four three right now. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go! Yeah. So uh, Maple Leafs up four three, five thirty left in regulation. Um, so five thirty. God damn, yeah, it's pretty behind. Four minutes fucking behind. Four minutes of of game time. So um, either way, uh, looking good for the Maple Leafs to come out three two, keep home ice. And then, you know, whether they can win one in Tampa Bay like they did earlier in the series or if they have to take it back home. Either way, they're putting themselves in a good position if they can hold on to this lead, obviously. Still five minutes left. It's been a back-and-forth game. It's been a back-and-forth series. So. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And honestly, I want to kind of get ballsy with it and say whoever wins this game. That's fair. I honestly don't think it matters. I think I think it goes game seven either way. If the Maple Leafs win this... I think they'll fucking steal the home game from the Lightning. I don't know, just it's carry they, the momentum. They've got yeah, they got weird vibes from it. I don't know, so I think it's gonna go to Game Seven either way. Um, but and the Lightning are definitely gonna just win in Game Seven. Um, got more experience in Game Sevens. They don't choke. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Literally playing out, dude. I want the Lightning to to lose so bad because I feel like they'll fuck up my entire bracket. I think because I told I picked the Maple Leafs to win. This series, 
And the Lightning will go through and beat every single fucking team, and they will get into the Stanley Cup, just like Timmy predicted. And I just, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that, dude. You guys won too. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Yeah. Maple Leafs haven't won a first round in like fucking eighteen years or something like that. So I'm hoping they are able to pull it through. Um, yeah. Okay. So next series uh, we got going on right now, Blues Wild. Also tied to two. The theme for the for the first round is a lot of really good series. I know it's a lot of just teams winning at home. Right, but also there's a couple. There's a few series where teams have it is split. This Wild and Blues yeah, yeah, is yeah. split. So Wild Blues, Blues won one at home, lost the game, lost game two at home, and then went and won game three. Um, sorry, the Wild won game one at home or lost game one at home, won in St. Louis or won at home again. Fuck me. It's <laughs> okay. So Wild won, or lost at home, then they won at home, then they went into St. Louis, won game three, lost game four, but they got home ice back with their win in game three. So now they're at home again against the Blues. They are currently uh, trailing one nothing, but long game ahead of them. They're only halfway through the first period, yeah. so there's plenty of time left. Um, but again, great series. Don't know, have any idea how this one plays out. Yeah, and so my, my big notes right now, too, on the Stanley Cup playoffs is, first off, bet the over. Um, these scores are um, a fucking unless absolute it's the flames and the stars. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fucking anomaly right now, apparently, in all these fucking series. But bet the fucking over. And dude, honestly, fucking just whichever team you're feeling the most comfortable with, take a minus one and a half on that goal on that spread. Because right now, these fucking teams, it's one team is playing out of their mind and the other one doesn't show up. Yes. And the next game, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Now they're playing out of their minds. And they're not showing up. Like these games are absolute blowouts. There's for the no, most part. there's no like science to it either because it's, it's on the road at home. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, it's just like, team uh, shows we up fucking play today. Yeah. But yes, the the Wild and the Blues. I mean, it's a great series because it's tied two two through four games. And like you said, each of them have gotten one at home and one in away. But. Uh, like, it's like the, it doesn't the, matter. The games themselves have just been like absolute blowouts, it feels like, in either direction of whoever wins, they're blowing out the other team. So I'm like, they're they're good games if that's your team. But as a series, I mean, you you, you have to love it when they're just going back and forth. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh no, not on not on this one. Uh the Oilers and Kings, another another fun one. Same exact thing. Um, same layout as the yeah. wild uh series as well. Yeah. Because the Oilers Lost at home, won at home, won on the road, lost on the road. Here's my thing. Could you imagine being the Oilers and having arguably two two of the best players in the NHL? Not arguably, they are two of the best players in the NHL. Um, and then um, being tied with the Kings. Well, and then also Evander Kane is tied for lead in goals yep. scored in the postseason. So not only do they have two guys that were probably up for MVP, then they signed Evander Kane in the middle of the season mm-hmm. and he's leading the league in playoff goals right now. And they're and, still tied two, two. Yeah, I mean, Kings. The Kings are playing, they're playing smart. They, I feel like they really strategized against the Oilers, which I, I mean, I hate to compliment the Kings in any way, but so don't Yeah, Yeah. They're, they're, they're shutting down McDavid and they're shutting down Dreisaitl. Make and someone it's, else it's leaving you. the other room for Evander Kane. Now who's showing up when he needs to. And, Dude, this, this series is so frustrating because I want the fucking Kings to lose so bad. I like the Oilers a lot. I don't care if they... Well, I, I don't... They play the winner of the Flames and the Stars, so I want them to beat them too. But I just don't want the Kings to win. And we'll get into it later because I have 
the Kings is one of my busts, but um, another reason why I want them to lose. But this series, again, has been absolutely crazy. I don't know how the Oilers come out. They lose game one. Okay, cool. Whatever, you know what? Yeah, you know, they got you. You weren't expecting it. Maybe you weren't prepared. Whatever it is, you were underestimating them. Cool. Game two, you beat them like six to one. And then game three, you end up beating them like fucking seven to two. It's like you beat the absolute shit out of them. And then you lose game four. I'm like, I don't, I just don't understand. It's, it's the Oilers though. Yeah, They're show so hot up, and cold. Show up for some you games. Know? That That's why they didn't finish with the best record. They should have, on paper, finished with the best record in hockey. I agree. And in reality, they didn't, they, you know, they finished seven points behind the Flames in the Pacific. So it's like, that's, you know, that's three and a half games. Yeah. So that's because they're so hot and cold. But if they could get it together and figure it out for a stretch of the season, even if they got hot at the end or hot in the middle, that would have done them so much more fa- or so many more favors. But yeah. they're just hot and cold on any given night. And, and the Kings are like the Lightning, where the Kings have so much playoff experience. And, you know, it wasn't like this. So they, went a very, they had a very long dry spell in between their Stanley Cup wins. But when they got that fucking win, they ended up winning, I think, two in like within like a three or four year span. And they were just always one of the most dominant teams. And it was specifically with the playoffs. They didn't come in with the best record, but they were just able to clutch game sevens. They were able to upset the favorites. They were able to do what it took to move on. And it's the same thing with the fucking Lightning. And so I'm hoping the Oilers, again, for the same reason, are able to take them out because the Kings, the Kings can be just a deadly threat in the playoffs. Absolutely. And Jonathan Quick... Coming into you know aging like fine wine, had another shutout in Game Four after they gave up you know six and then eight in back to back games against the Oilers for them for him to then show up and get a shutout on a four nothing win. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it just it, it proves it hurts the Oilers. It, oh, absolutely, and it proves your point of like they have that playoff experience. They have bets on that team that have been there before. They can so. stay calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then uh, we'll move on to the games tomorrow because that is all the games for um, today. For the first set of the first round, the other half started with Penguins and Rangers, and it looks like Game Two was just a fluke. I, I, I might be a Penguins fan. Guys. Yeah, they're fun. God <laughs> fucking damn it, dude! <laughs> God fucking damn it! Especially these last two games, um, the two games at home for them. So obviously they still won on the road, which is ideal when, especially when you're the lower seeded team, um, and then you can get your two at home, and they got their two at home in. Dominant fashion. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, so if they even if they drop tonight, I expect them fully to just take care of business at home ice again, and get it in six. They're fun, but right now it looks like they'll take it in five with how they looked the last two games. So I texted my buddy, right? He's a Rangers fan, and I was like, "Dude, listen, right? I'm okay looking like a fucking retard being a Ducks fan, okay? But I hyped you guys up so much. Now you guys are making me look double stupid." And he goes, how do you think I feel? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, fair enough. You know, it's your team that's losing right now. But again, like that game one was the triple overtime. And I was like, holy shit, look at this series. And then the Rangers came in to win. To win game two. And I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Even, even. And then the fucking Penguins just bitch slapped the shit out of the Rangers. Yeah, the took, two games. At, when, they, when they went home, it was a different series. Dude, Pittsburgh gets wild for their teams, man. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. The Steelers, um, Penguins, uh, not the Pirates, but, you know. Yeah. I'm sure the fans are diehard, but well, we just never see them. There's four of them. Because so. I never Taylor's watched one. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I don't think I've ever watched a Pirates game in my entire not life. Not since McCutcheon played there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's um, fair. 
He's and he still weren't good when he was there. No, but he was at least a country. No, he was great. Yeah, but they sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's the Penguins Rangers series. Move on to the uh, next game in the day. Panthers was... suck, dude. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, they got game four. Good for them in in overtime, right? Yeah. Um. So good for them. I I, I would like to think that I, the Capitals... I think it's the Caps. Just like the thing with Kyle was saying with the Kings, I just think the Caps just have more experience in the playoffs. Maybe the Panthers don't really. I mean, Panthers yep. got like one or two guys, but when I look at the series though, and then the results of the games, I'm like, it looks so dead even because they both have won a game, you know, that was a blowout, and then they won a game that was pretty close. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's through two two, and on paper, as far as like goals allowed, goals for, it's pretty fucking close. Well, and the Panthers and the Capitals too in the last game, the Panthers were down, I think three one or four one or whatever. And we're able to come back and tie it and send it into overtime and then win it in overtime. I think they ended up winning three to two. Three two. Yeah, yeah, they ended up winning three two. So, I mean, the, the the Panthers, dude, they won the Presidents Trophy, right? They have the best record in NHL throughout this entire season. The only time there's only been I think six teams to ever win the Presidents Cup and win the Stanley Cup. The last time that somebody did it was, I think it was the. Oh, fuck. I know the Rangers did it in 94, because that was the year I was born. All right, same as you. So I know the Rangers did it. But the most recent team was the... Blackhawks. 2012-2013. I knew it was... Okay, yeah. Um, so you the Blackhawks... Why didn't you say it? Um, I didn't know if it was them, the Lightning, or um, the uh, the Golden Knights. Oh, okay. But the Golden Knights haven't won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So that would yeah, be... Yeah, yeah. That so just don't out. say that you knew it, and then if you didn't know it, you know. Don't be like, I did know it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you can know something and forget it. You know what I mean? Oh. Then you wouldn't know it anymore. But you still know it, you know? No. Someone says it and you go, oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. So since 85-86, President's Trophy winners have won the Stanley Cup eight times. Eight times. Um, President's Trophy Cup winners have lost the Stanley- lost in the first round seven times. Oh, god damn. So that's not a good look. It's not amazing. Um, so, I mean, best record sometimes gets you the whole thing and sometimes gets you bounced early. So we will have Almost to see, yeah, especially with how the series is playing out. It doesn't look like if they make it past the first round, they'll make it very far after that. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, right? Um, Panthers are going back home for Game Five. They need to win this. If the Caps win this, they will win it in Game Six at home. Um, I don't really have a doubt in my mind about it. Um, what something I was not expecting is fucking Ovechkin is just is he's, he's playing phenomenal hockey right now. At such an old age, he's playing absolutely phenomenal hockey in the playoffs. So that's given the Panthers a better run for their money. I still have hope that, that the Panthers <laughs> take it in six. We're all, we're all struggling. Right? I had to burn. Well, Kyle and I, you haven't struggled yet. Yeah, no. So I, I, I still think Panthers take it in six. Yeah. All right, and then we have um, Stars Flames still going on. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the other series real quick. Avalanche yeah, went ahead and beat just the shit out of the Predators. The Preds didn't didn't trail at all through the first three games, and then they were trailing by like two in game four, and then came back and won by two. Got a little nervous. So yeah. got a little nervous. They were in drop a game. Well, yeah, I wanted to sweep. Yeah, <laughs> it was three one early in the second, and then they're like, no. Oh, we'll start trying three, now. Uh, yeah, three two, and then it was like five three at the end of the third. It was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that was that's an avalanche. So just like the Leafs, do they know how to choke? So I was like, I want them to go just undefeated through the playoff. Okay. okay. Make me feel good. Yeah. So they're and they're gonna get a rest. It looks like because there's not very many other series that look like they're gonna Dude, wrap up very they're all soon. Fucking going to game six or seven. Yeah. So it looks like 
the I, I, yeah every other series except for the Penguins is gonna have to go six. Yeah, and they're playing the winner of the Wild and Blues, which I could easily see going to seven. seven. And then yeah. you're fresh and rested, and it's probably gonna help them a lot. Um, so good look for the Avalanche, and then we'll look Stars Flames, which. God, there's no offense, but it is a great fucking series. It is. It's a very good series. I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure. Is it four shutouts or is it no, three shutouts? Two shutouts. Oh, it's only two. So one zero for the uh, stars, or sorry, one zero for the Flames in game one, two zero for the Stars in game two, four two for the Stars at in Calgary for game three, or sorry, at home in game three, and then they lost four one at home in game four. So mm. almost got shut out. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a great back and forth kind of a series. Again, one of those other series where you get a game at you get a game at home, you get a game on the road, and then you're back for game five. It's just it's one of those series where I could give a fuck about the Calgary Flames or the Dallas. I don't Stars. care. Either. So I hate them both. So I hate. I hope they and I fucking hate the Kings. So it's you just I want really the want the Oilers to win. Yeah, get two, yeah. get two, get through two rounds for the Oilers, and Cal be happy. Um, I don't care who wins the series. I, I really don't think it matters either. Um, it's just it's playing out the way I said I wanted it to. I wanted them to just beat the shit out of each other for seven games. That's all I want. Yeah. And see what happens with uh, the next round. Yep. So that's really all we have on that. Um, but lowest scoring series. Oh yeah. By yeah. far yeah. of all these of all these. I think their highest series. combined score is like four, right? Five. Five. Six. Sorry, four two. Game three. Uh, four two. Yeah, but still. Outside of that was a one zero and then a two zero. Yeah. So it's like not a lot going on. I think the for um, goals allowed, the stars have number one for goalkeepers for goal allowed, goals allowed in the postseason, and then the flames have number two. So that makes sense. that's just how they're playing. Um, so that's that's uh, where we sit in NHL playoffs right now. Obviously, the Avalanche looking strong, Penguins looking pretty strong, and everything else is kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um, so we will have especially the Penguins going up against a Rangers team that. They, you know, everyone expected the Rangers for the series, I feel like. Um, the Avalanche, everyone kind of expected yeah. to take care of their business very easily. Yeah. Um, but I don't think very many people had the Penguins taking care of the Rangers as easily as they are. Nope. Um, and then every other series is up for grabs, so we will shall see. Yeah, no, I'm doing it as a hockey fan. Um, I absolutely love it. I mean, you know, you love to see sweeps when it's your team, but as, when you're just a fan, you want to fucking see every single series go game seven, right? You just love the action-packed. And the amount of drama that comes behind it and the, and the rivalries and the feuds. Absolutely. All right, jumping over to NBA. Adrian Payne, former Michigan State star and 2014 first-round pick by the Atlanta Hawks, dead at 31. Um, I couldn't find details as to how he died. Uh, so he was shot in a home robbery. Damn. Yeah, defending um, somebody, um, or a couple people. Um, or, sorry, it was to prevent a domestic dispute. So he was trying to break up a domestic dispute and he got shot and killed in the process. Um, By probably the guy. Probably. <laughs> um, I didn't see too many deals. I just oh, thought that, that's dude. what it was. Um, yeah, and uh, Adrian Payne is easily one of the um, just like best humans that ever played basketball. Um, when he played at Michigan State, um, there was a girl that was a huge Michigan State fan that had cancer and he took it upon himself to like make sure she was at all the games and was her like best friend um, and like held her up to cut nets during their season and was just an all around amazing person. Um, never amazing on the court. He didn't like stand out in the NBA, but he was great to watch in college. He was a great person off the court. Um, so to watch 
everything he did off the court and then for this to happen. Absolute fucking tragedy. Um, whenever things like this happen with someone that doesn't deserve it at all, um, obviously most people don't, but in a situation like this, you just have to feel so bad for him and for his family. Um, and just fuck whoever, like, he, he wasn't on, even, it wasn't, you weren't even mad at him. And that's what you, that, that's what you resorted to. I just, it's, it's really stupid. It's really fucking stupid. Um, <sighs> so yeah, rest in peace, Adrian Payne, because he was a great fucking person. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, all right, so I don't have anything else for NBA news, so we'll jump into NBA playoffs. Yeah. All right, so we have, as of right now, um, with the Heat winning, we have two series er, that are tied at 2-2 with the Suns and Mavericks playing right now. And then we have two series, or one series at 3-1, and then the Heat are up 3-2. So we'll kick it off with uh, Heat first, the Heat and the Sixers. Heat take game three, or game five tonight. By almost 40. Yeah, so when they play at home, they don't even give the Sixers a chance. But when they go on the road, apparently they stop remember they, they forget how to play basketball well i think it was a matter of finally joel Embiid was back and they yeah, were Embiid at home was, for two games so they won and yeah then, but then they lose by 40 <laughs> in, the, in the next game in miami i don't think that's because of Embiid. i don't think that's because of home with court. like no fans yeah there was no there was so there many was empty no seats. one at that game <laughs> so many empty seats. you could buy a get-in ticket and then just walk down to the third row and watch from courtside almost it's ridiculous which is very odd for me to see from the Heat because I'm used to seeing like the LeBron and Dwayne Wade, but I think since Dwayne Wade retired, Heat fans stopped caring. Like, I don't know. Okay, so I just want to say this too. I really want to make sure that next season we go to at least one professional NBA game. It would be a Kings game, but yeah. That's I don't even care. Kings against whoever we want to play, fucking the Celtics or the Lakers. And then I Probably want Celtics to go there's to a, a There's a better chance that the actual players we want to go watch be playing is the Celtics. Okay, and then Oregon Ducks. I want to go see one of those next season with you as well. Okay. Got to go see a Sharks game. And a fucking Sharks game, dude. We have to do this next season. Yeah. Okay. And we'll we'll live stream everything. Probably not. (laughs) Lock it in with blood. Blood us. Yeah, so we'll start off with... uh, Yeah, I mean, the the thing for me with this Heat series is when Joel Joel Embiid came back, totally different Sixers team at home. Um, And then James Harden showed up in game four, which he hasn't showed up in three months. Um, so that was cool. Put up 31. That was amazing. And then he didn't do anything tonight, <clears throat> which is typical of James Harden. Um, Embiid was their leading scorer with 17. And they only scored 85 points. It's not good. Not well, good. I think the first two games with Embiid back, you know, I think it was kind of like a mental warfare. Right? Because now all of a sudden you're playing with Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> and it puts a little bit of fear in your heart. You know? And they, and they went, hey, all right, hold on. We're at home. We got the numbers now. We fine. Yeah, and, and that's fair. Um, also, I mean, the Heat just didn't shoot the ball well. Um, the biggest surprise to me in this series is that Duncan Robinson just isn't playing. He logged 14 minutes tonight. He did not play in the first... Last two games, he didn't play at all. First two games, he did not play very many minutes. Um, he's getting paid $90 million over like four years <laughs> to not play. In the playoffs. Pretty sweet gig. Because he's a defensive <laughs> liability. Yeah, it's a great gig. Because uh, he's a great shooter. He's probably the third best shooter in the NBA behind Stephen Clay. Um, as far as just pure shooters. He's Damn. ridiculously good. At just shooting the ball. He doesn't do anything else. Um, 
but he's such a liability on defense that the Heat are like, we can't put him out there to guard Tyrese Maxey or James Harden because he's going to let up 30 from them. So, yeah, you shoot the three well, but I'd rather have guys out there that play better defense, um, which is interesting because why'd you pay him that much money if all he does is shoot threes? There's plenty of guys in the league that shoot only threes and don't get paid that much money because that's all they can do. Yeah. But I think it's because he's third best in the league and because he's young. So like we got to lock him up and hope that he stays. But they also have Tyler, Tyler Hero, who is more of an all-around bucket and plays a little bit of defense. So it's very interesting with that all playing out. But the starters for the Heat absolutely went off tonight. Every one of the starters in double digits. Um, three guys above 15. Bam had 12. Um, and they're playing good defense, obviously. They put, only let up 85. At home, they're playing lockdown defense, um, which is amazing. That's great for them. And I don't think it's because of home court advantage. I just think they're more comfortable playing at home. Yeah. So um, I think the Philly home court is more of a big is a bigger deal here. I have to see how the rest of the series plays out. I imagine it goes seven with how games three and four looked. Um, and I would see Heat in seven. It's battle-tested. East is very battle-tested. So, um, yeah, so that, that was game five for them tonight. And then we have right now the Suns and the Mavericks playing in Phoenix for game five. And the Mavericks are up by six right now, about done with the um, first quarter. This series, very similar um, in going back and forth. Yep. Very similar going back and forth. Uh, I didn't think the Mavs were going to get too straight at home. Neither did I. Nope. But uh, good for them. And, and that uh, fourth game, Luka didn't even play that great. No, he didn't. He played all right, but not like good enough to for him to be the difference maker. I mean, 26, 11, and 7, still a really good game. But Booker put up 35. Um, what's going on? Grab my, my little rubber ring right next to your left foot. Oh, I see. The little rubber Cock ring. ring. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. It fell um, out. Oh, thanks, dude. There's a little bit of cum on it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. <laughs> He got you, dude. <laughs> All right, so what a good prank. Mavericks took care of Game Four at home as well as Game Three. Um, I mean, like like Tim said, Luka didn't have an amazing Game Four, but his first three games were were electric, ridiculously yeah. good. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on like how the series looks so far? Finney Smith, mm-hmm. what was very it? good shooter, Saying eight threes, yeah, twenty four points, career high. Um, that's pretty much all I got on this fucking series. <laughs> Other than the fact that I also am surprised that the Mavericks took both at home. Because um, I think I took Suns winning it in five, maybe six, I don't know. But yeah. I don't, Suns, I think, take the next two games. I just don't trust the Suns at all. I don't either. I, I trusted them before we got into the playoffs, and they lost two to the Pelicans. And I was like, oh, they're not that good. Yeah, you lose two to the Pelicans. That should have been the easiest sweep, even without they, D-Book. They even, even without D-Book. And I know the, the Pelicans have some talent around. But the they, Celtics they lost. swept the Nets. Yeah, and they gave and up. you couldn't sweep the fucking Pelicans? And they gave up a game at home when D-Book got injured. He put up 30 in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough to get you a win. That's, he was on track to get 60. You should have won by 50. <laughs> Like that's that that was enough, and then they still lost that game. Um, took care of the rest of the series, obviously, and that's fine. But eh, you know, I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. They, they could they could they could definitely beat the Mavericks, no doubt. But I think once we get farther into it, the Suns are going to get bounced. Oh, but I agree. I think they will finish off the Mavs, and then then but when they I think Golden State takes them. Out. Yeah, they're going to meet just they're going like to meet the Warriors, and they don't have the playoff experience. I feel like, I mean, yeah, they went to the finals last or year. Or the natural talent. 
I think Golden State has a more well-rounded natural talent team. No. I think so. I think they're I think they're pretty even. As I think far the Warriors as... have better star power. Uh, but I but just... depth of team, it's the Suns. Okay, so maybe natural talent wasn't the right word. Okay. But maybe it is star talent then. Yeah. Because right. the stars from Jose. Yeah, and then also um, with this series, I mean, Chris Paul, the last two games, the two games in Dallas was atrocious. Yeah. He had seven turnovers in the first half of game three, which is, almost nothing. which is the most turnovers he's ever had in a playoff game. Didn't he have more turnovers than points? Um, like going into in, the fourth or something in, like that? In the first half, yeah. And then, the first half? And then uh, he scored a little bit more, got a few more assists, and then that was it. They lost. And then fouled out in like 24 minutes in game four. So just atrocious back-to-back games for him in Dallas. I don't expect that to continue. Um, obviously, the, the Mavericks are winning right now, but it's still very early. Um, Devin Booker has 12 of the Suns' 22 so far. Um, Jesus. Luka, <laughs> has, Jesus. Luka has 11 of the Mavericks' 24. So it's going to be the same expectations that you think Luka and D-Book scoring back and forth. But if Chris Paul can have a better um, you know, rest of the game, that's the rest of the series, they'll be fine. If they start taking advantage of their size matchups with DeAndre Ayton, they should win this series in the next two games. Yeah. I don't know why they don't go to DeAndre Ayton more. They're like trying to take advantage of Luka and pick and roll. That's all they do. And then it's like, right, you have a guy that's way more physical and dominant than any big man on the Mavericks roster, but you just refuse to use him, and I don't really get it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that, that's it for that series as of right now. Obviously. Let's go Let's go real quick. Before we go into Bucks talk, let's talk about uh, where's Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously been Golden like State and five. It's been it's been a series that involves Draymond Green. That's that's my one thing I'll say with this series. It's a series that involves Draymond Green. Um, obviously, um, what's the dude's name from the Grizzlies? Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, the guy who took out Dylan from, Brooks. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Uh, arguably one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, pretty dirty. Huh? Pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have video of him going. Before he did it. <laughs> Before he did it. Um, but overall, uh, I think the Warriors just get caught. I mean, they're just relying on Jaw oh, to fucking... just sit there and put up fucking 40. Yeah, and Jaw's out for the rest of the series. So. Uh, yeah. And the Golden, the Golden State's only favored by four tomorrow. So uh, it's, On the road. They didn't is Kerr back? No. He's going to miss the rest of the season, or the rest of the series, because he has COVID. Yeah. He'll be back for the next round. I didn't know if it was like a two-day fucking No. Recovery. He'll be back for the next round, most likely. Uh, well, definitely for the next round, but there's like it's up in the air whether he'd be able to coach any other games in this series, even if it went seven, which it won't. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Tim. But they're just relying on John Morant, and the only games that have been close has been when the Warriors forget how to shoot the basketball, and they yeah. still win. Yeah, and, yeah. and the one time the Grizzlies won when they actually played amazing, the Warriors shot like eighteen percent from deep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, and they lost and, by five. And <laughs> exactly. Like, and then, it wasn't like they lost by like 20. And it was like, oh, we had a really off day. It was like, we almost beat them. Yeah, and then last night, uh, <laughs> Steph made four. Like, the the Warriors made nine threes as a team. Steph made four. And Otto Porter Jr. made four. <laughs> so, Clay went one for like four. Dude, Jordan Poole went 0 for three. Um, when the, the, the three best shooters, you know, arguably three best shooters in the NBA, but definitely top two shooters in the NBA go a combined like Steph went like four for 14 from deep Damn. it was not good shooting for them and they oh, still man. won the game they didn't lead until the last 47 seconds of the game they still won Jesus yeah no I know so that was the thing with game four was you know I texted you guys hey I saw that Morant was out and I was like alright fucking Golden State by a hundred mm-hmm. 
And then I didn't know Kerr was out. And I was like, eh, you know. That wasn't I mean, Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, you know, not much of a difference that'll make, you know. But, yeah, to see it, how close of a game it was, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I checked the stats, and yeah, it was shooting. To, to point out um, how um, pointless Steve Kerr is as a coach, essentially, um, who is your guy's coach, Luke Walton? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so Luke Walton stepped in for Steve Kerr when he had like back surgery in the middle of the season like three years ago and went like undefeated for 20 games. And then he got fired as the Kings head coach, or <laughs> yeah. fired as the Lakers head coach, and then went to the Kings and then got fired as the Kings head coach. So it's not really the coaching. It's just whether or not Steph, Clay, Poole, everybody else is on. That's really all it is. Um, all this series has shown me is that I don't like the Grizzlies. Yeah, I fucking um, hate the Grizzlies. I, I, I was like a... Decent fan of them because I was like, they're young. They're they're kind of getting back to that, like, the grit and grind, which is what the Grizzlies have always been when they had Zach Randolph and they had Marcus Saul and Mike Conley and Tony Allen. And it was like, yeah, they play hard basketball and um, they play really good defense. And, and just guys, you know, it's not a pretty game, but, like, they get down and win games. Yeah. When it matters. And that's kind of how this team plays, but they're younger, too. So there's more electricity with it, you know, Joff is a high flyer. Zyra Williams is really high flyer as well. Um, they shoot the ball well. Um, with their role players, they're deep. I was like, yeah, I really like this team. And then this entire series has just been them bitching about the Warriors and not taking any ownership of losing games. And I hate it. Um, and that's just like embodied by game three when Dylan Brooks, obviously a very dirty play in hitting Gary Payton in the head on a breakaway dunk. Um, Rightfully gets suspended. And then game three, Jordan Poole touches John Morant's knee. And the after the game after the game, people are like, Well, John Morant has a knee injury. And they're like, Well, jo- it's obviously Jordan Poole's fault. Did you see the play? <laughs> yeah, no, no, he went. Yeah, he touched his knee. <laughs> I, I, I sat there afterwards and yeah. I sat on my couch he was and like, I, he I was grabbed like, my knee violently. Like John Morant was he was spread out like this. Yeah. And Jordan Poole was going around him and went like this. Yeah, he grabbed the inside of his knee and pulled it a little bit. Um, and people on the internet and the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins uh, said, I'm sure the league will take a look at it. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid. You yeah. think that they're going to take a look at that. Um, people on the internet were going crazy. Fake doctors on Twitter were talking about how that can cause ligament damage. And I was like, I literally grabbed my knee and pulled it like 80 times. That night, and I'm just like, does it even like do anything? And I'm like, I'm just pulling like the skin on my knee. That's all I'm doing yeah. right now. And then it comes out. Well, and then it didn't come out for like three days. John Moran just wasn't playing. They didn't do any MRIs. They didn't do any tests. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do anything question wise about what his injury could be. And then it comes out that it's a bone bruise because earlier in that game, he closed out on a Clay Thompson three pointer and smacked his knee into Clay Thompson's knee. And that's where he actually got hurt. So I don't doubt that when Jordan Poole grabbed the same knee, it hurt it cause it's bruised. <laughs> no shit, but he didn't do ligament damage. He didn't like end jaws career because of it. Yeah. So, and, and then, uh, John Morant tweeted afterwards and said a, a video of the play and quote or uh, tweeted it with the quotes of broke the code. Cause that's what Steve Kerr said. And I'm like, you're. I lost a lot of respect for him for that. You, you, no, no, break the code. You know what's wrong with your knee. You know it's not ligament damage. You know you slammed your knee into someone else's earlier in the game, and you were limping after that play, and someone grabbed the same knee. So obviously it's gonna hurt. It's just a lot of like the Grizzlies not taking ownership and being like, we're being beat by a team that is a championship level team, and we're not there yet because we're super young. Which would have been okay. And that's okay, but instead they're yeah. like, 
Jordan Poole grabbed John Morant's knee, and that's probably why we lost by 30. No, you were already down by 25. Yeah, no, no, they're they're yeah, just trying exactly. to make they're just making they're just trying to make it sound better for themselves because of the Dylan Brooks incident and yes. you know the Grizzlies got the slander for yeah. yeah. Um, it's excuses. Yeah, and and then you get to game four and and the Warriors play abysmal and still get the win. You're just not there yet, and it's, and I understand John Morant was also out. The Warriors again shot shit from the field. Especially from deep. With a very late comeback. Exactly. They, yeah. You were leading the game for 47 minutes. You should not have lost that game. That's your own fault. And they took bad shots at the end. Didn't know how to finish a game. I'm sure in the next two to three years, the Grizzlies will be finals contenders. But they're just showing their youth right now. And I'm not a fan of how they didn't take ownership for the losses. Um, so yeah, that's that's the Warriors-Grizzlies. Warriors win in five, six of the latest if they just don't care about game five and take it at home. How worried are you for the Celtics-Bucks series here? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, you've lost one at home already. Yeah, let's say explain. Uh, because the first two games, we lost a game at home because we just shot all the threes and missed them all. And then we won a game at home because we shot all the threes and made them all. <laughs> <laughs> and then games three and four... We actually figured out how to play basketball against the Bucks. Yeah, and lost did, one of them though. Yeah, lost one of them by two on arguably a foul call that should have been three free throws and the game would have gone to overtime and we would have had a better shot. And again, even off that, Marcus Smart perfectly executed a missed free throw and we almost got it tipped back in to send it to overtime anyways. Um, I don't like people that blame the refs. Should be up 3-1. I, still that, that, two that's two. all I'm saying. I still be 2-2. That's why I texted you guys yesterday. You, know, you were stoked and you said, I love this team. And I was like, well, I, I just kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah, it should be up 3-1. Three, three, we right should. Now. Absolutely we should. But still got home court back. And that's yep. what matters to me. And we figured out how to play against this team. Because games three and four, we did not shoot ridiculous amounts of threes. Where's Chris Milton? Hurt. Is he coming back at all? The There are some reports that say he's out for this whole series. There are some reports that say he might be coming back at the end. Um, I'm not too worried about it either way because even if he comes back, he's missed so much that trying to inject someone into a lineup that late. Um, like a game six and, 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 and he should be starting. Series. And he should be starting. And he's that good. And I, I understand how much of a difference he can make. I just think, like, chemistry-wise, after you miss that many games and the team is in playoff series that are very intense – trying to get someone into that starting lineup again, it, it kind of throws things off a little bit. So I'm not saying it would work or wouldn't work. I'm just saying there's potential that it kind of messes things up. Um, I think realistically what the Celtics have done is figured out how to attack, how to play bully ball, play very physical. Giannis does his thing, and that's fine. Um, Al Horford obviously had an amazing game four, and that helped us out tremendously. But we just have to have two guys that show up. And with the Bucks. Or when, when you're playing the Bucks, it's like let Giannis do whatever he wants, not whatever he wants, but like let him try to attack. just try to control him a little bit, yeah, and then and just shut down everyone you, else. If you looked at the end, if you looked at the end of the game, Giannis was so gassed, and that's when we made our comeback. That's when we went on our run. As long as we can hang around, and at home, I don't think it's a problem because at home, I think we make a couple more shots. The fans impact the game a little bit more, but Giannis still has to play so many minutes. He's gonna be dead because Middleton's out. So when the end of the game comes around, even if we're down by four or five and there's like, you know, five-ish minutes left, Giannis can't give you what, in that last five minutes, what he gave you for the first 43. Yeah. And he's going to be so tired, he's going to miss those late shots. He's going to not be able to just power through someone and dunk a basketball. So guys like Jason Tatum, guys like Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart especially, can just play bully ball on offense 
and just expect the Bucks to take bad shots and not get those offensive rebounds and just take care of business. So I, I'm not like I said zero percent concerned because I think we have two games at home and we've I think we've figured out how to beat this Bucks team without Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton was playing, I, I definitely think the Bucks would have taken this series, but we were very beneficial on that aspect. Um, there's an all-star starter caliber player on their team that's missing. Yeah. Take advantage of it, get through this, and I think we can take care of the Heat or the Sixers. But um, it's a great series. Um, I it think is. I think it'll go seven. I'd like for it to finish in six, but I think it'll go seven. Yeah, right on. I like it. Uh, what are your thoughts so far? Um, no, I think Tatum played an amazing game four. Uh, he, had, he led the team in rebounds, led the team in points, um, and just playing like the absolute MVP that he's supposed to be um, performing at. So um, right now, my... Final four is looking like it's going to be finishing the exact same way with the Suns, Golden State, Heat, and Celtics, um, which I think you have the same thing, or you have Mavericks. I forget if I have the Mavericks. I think you the took Suns. Mavericks. You did Suns. not have the Suns in your in your. I think I might have. Finals. I had the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> you had you had Clippers and I had Mavericks. Mavericks. I had, no, you had Clippers Warriors. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because Clippers would have been against uh, the Mavs at some point. No, well, no, 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 no. Had... Clippers would have been against the Grizzlies, I thought, is how we had projected it. Was the Grizzlies the Warriors? Clippers at seven, beating the Grizzlies, and then he took Clippers beating the Warriors. I'm pretty Did sure. You? Well, yeah, no, I took some dumb yeah, shit. That's probably yeah. what happened. I got I... Golden State winning it all, though. I know that. I have Golden State winning it all. Okay. He did. He did because he had. Um... You had Steph as your MVP, probably. Yeah, so, or something like that. And you had Jalen Brown as your MVP. No, other way around. I, I, he took I, Celtics to win it all. No, I have Warriors and Celtics, and I have the Warriors beating the Celtics. No, because you had no. Jalen Brown. Because I yeah, said Jason Tatum. You, no. you said Jalen Brown. Brown. So I you took, had the Warriors, I took Curry. and you have Steph. Okay. Yeah. And I had um, the Suns with Devin Booker, which is not going to happen. And the Nets. Um, no. Yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. You had some of the Nets. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so overall right now, there's a lot of really good series. Um, obviously, we were 2-2 through three of the four series. Um, Heat got game five. Should be a battle for game five in Phoenix. And then the Warriors yeah. take care of business in five or six. And Celtics Bucks probably go seven. That yeah, guess. but either way, again, just kind of like with the hockey, um, it's great. It's great basketball to watch. Uh, a lot of 4-1s, 4-2s, a lot of game sixes. I don't... Yeah, none went to Game 7 in the first round. Yeah, there was no Game 7s in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Very tragic. That's pretty crazy. Um, and it's looking like hockey might have a fuck ton of them. But I yeah. know, we'll see. But overall, playoffs have been great in both hockey and NBA. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, is there anything else for sports news? And that wraps it up for this week's of Kyle Sports News. No, it doesn't. Nothing that you cared about. little honorary boom to Chad for sending me this. So... Okay. Uh, the U.S. Open is coming up soon. It is. Um, the U.S. Open for golf. Um, and right now there's qualifiers going on all over the war, uh, all over the United States. You can you can enter a U.S. Open qualifier. Um, you could. If you wanted to go play and try to get into the U.S. Open, you could try to qualify. Fuck around, dude. Fuck around fuck, find you should, out. You should go fuck around, dude. Well, here's the thing. This is how it would go for me. And I know it would. <laughs> Man plays U.S. Open local qualifier as Fantasy Football League punishment. <laughs> shoots 40 over 112. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, big bone to this guy, man. Yeah. Goes out there to fucking Oakwood Country Club, one of the longest courses in the United States. For, plays from the tips and shoots a 40 over. 
and just eats his medicine on the fucking the entire time. He got four pars though. Got four pars on the round. Oh, that's so bad though for the other ones. <laughs> the other the other uh, fourteen, the other 14 holes. holes accumulated oh, yeah. for the plus four. However, eight. however, he was he was he, he did the worst in the field. Oh, for sure. Only by four though. <laughs> Someone hey. one away. Hey. So not the worst thing in the world. However, <clears throat> the round started double, double, triple. Before a 10 on the par four. Oh, Because <laughs> oh, you can't just circle in a snowman yeah. like we do, man. It, it goes over quad when it comes to these things. Um, with just uh, first of the four pars coming on the fifth hole, Ecker made the turn in 54 shots and was four worse on the back nine thanks to four eights and just one par. His scorecard had more snowmen than an elementary schoolyard after recess in the winter. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but big boom into that guy and that fantasy football league, and, and that's awesome. I was going to say, huge boom into that fantasy league, dude. Yeah. We got we to gotta think of something fucking creative like that. Oh, uh, well, the, the thing is, God, we still have to get our assholes waxed. No, yeah, you guys I, have to do that at some point. I know. I, I, no, I, I know. Hey, you got hey, And let's, let's no. also... I, I've been making phone calls, dude, but nobody's getting back to me because so many of them don't offer male Brazilian waxes. They don't do it. They say it's too awkward for the women to do it, and it's awkward for the clients as well. They're like, yeah, we don't offer them. We don't do them. So Kyle told but me I that. I found one place. One place does it for $90 a person, and I found another place that does it for 30 but they haven't gotten back to me of whether or not we're allowed to record. And we have to record this. Really. We have to. There's nothing. no point, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if we can't do so that, then we have to them. figure out something else. I, it may not be as equally punishing. However, it... it well, it's equal to a lie. No, it would be worst case scenario. I'm waxing yours, you're waxing mine. Same time. We have to wax our assholes. <laughs> we can't just switch it up. Dude. That's not fair. I want to. <laughs> But, like, I don't think if I was in Logan's shoes, I'd be like, no, fuck that, dude. We, we had a fucking, we had high stakes this season. <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. If worst comes to worst, I guess we're just waxing each other's assholes in my garage. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Man. I've got a couple of these fold-out tables. We'll lay out on yeah. them. And then we'll just wax each other's ass. And, you know, Ugh. we don't have to go, like, super deep. But, like, you know, just one right over the fucking wrinkled penny. <laughs> It off, dude. I'm gonna get a blackout. Oh that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be pretty. No. Okay. Uh, well, that definitely wraps it up for sports news. You know, you didn't know you cared about. Um, so guys, here is where uh, Sully Colley is gonna come in and talk to us about UFC, his his career, what's going on in his life. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. Um, and then right after that, you guys are gonna get uh, the UFC 274 recap uh, where we go over it. Um, and then boo and bust. Uh, so, guys, without further ado, Sully Colley. Hey, so again, kind of like last time, man, just want to check in with you, you know, talk about how you've been doing and what uh, what's in the future for you. Um, we were supposed to have our third guy, Logan, with us today, but he had some other plans that he had to be there for. So he left us with some questions to ask. Um, but we recorded a little bit late, so to start off, I, I, so how you been? I've been good. Um I had a little bit of a layoff since my last fight, which I don't like, but it's not really up to me, you know, kind of yeah. under contract with Bellator, I can't fight anywhere else. So I just got to kind of wait around to, so they put me back on, but you know, it's got to be soon. So that's good. So how does that work with the contract? So like, do you, do you sign like X amount of fights? Yeah. I have a four fight contract that I'm through one fight already. So I have three more fights left on this contract. 
and there's like a an 18 month window or like six, 16 month window since the beginning of since the first fight where they have to get me the remaining three fights okay interesting is there any so rule both, spacing it out or not no not really um yeah no not really they they uh it's a development contract meaning like they're looking at me as like a long-term investment type of thing so they're probably unlikely to try to throw me on like late notice they'll generally yeah. like give me plenty of notice to know what i'm fighting Oh yeah, three and zero and three KOs in the first round. I'm I'm pretty sure you'd probably be high priority to keep on right now. I would think they want to get me back on immediately, <laughs> especially because we've been in their ear about how bad we want to come back right away. But yeah, that's just not the way it works all the time. I guess you know. How much time typically do you like want between fights? Like, what is the perfect time frame, and then what's like almost too soon, but you'd be willing to do it? Well, if I like finish a guy in the first round i mean i would fight weeks like weeks later oh, yeah. so, oh so you're always ready to fight weeks later <laughs> yeah because yeah, right now i don't know I mean, you know you don't really last past the first round yeah i mean that, yeah well that's not gonna that's not gonna continue like that forever that's you're right the level of competition increases but i mean yeah like at this stage of my life like i don't have kids like i don't do anything else i mean i work a couple side jobs but all I, basically all i do is fights so like i want to fight as much as possible you know so i mean like ideally i think like a two two month training camp eight week training camp fight a month off and then right back into a two month uh, training camp and then another fight like if i could just do that consistently that i'd be really happy with that so but so ideally guess, you'd want to fight four times a year ideally yeah that's like that's pretty that's a lot not a lot of professionals do that unless they like take like a, a late like a late notice fight in there or something yeah. but like i said like i'm young and i don't have anything tying me down really so there's no reason why i couldn't be that busy yeah nice so that, that's a kind of leads into a, a good question then so you've got three first round finishes as we keep saying so what is your cardio like like, do you think you would have any challenges going the full distance? Or do you think uh, your, your cardio, cardio is pretty top grade? My cardio is one of my biggest strengths. Um, so, I mean, five, three, five, three, five in a round is, like, definitely is challenging, period. But you can't really get in a fist fight without getting tired. But, like, I'm pretty confident in my ability to get whoever I'm fighting more tired than me. <laughs> now, that brings me into another question of mine. So, because you wrestled at Reno High, then you wrestled at Arizona State. Um, so you have this all this wrestling background. Um, and then I was looking at an interview and you said that you weren't really worried about submission just yet. It'll come to you. Um, but obviously you're, you know, whatever they, your opponent gives you is what you're taking. So, I mean, when would you start looking at like takedowns? Would it be in like the second or third round? Maybe even the first, obviously, if that's what your opponent is. I mean, the last guy I took down like first chance I got, um, it's kind of an opponent by opponent thing. The, the the first guy I fought and knocked out, I was planning on taking down, and I just cracked him early, so I just yeah. Him off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second guy was a like a kind of a jujitsu specialist, so I thought I thought his best chance of beating me was probably like a lucky submission while I was trying to take him down or something. So I just just straight up kickboxed him up, and tried to knock him out, um, yeah. ended up TKO on him, and the last guy. Uh, big tuna um he's sort of well-rounded uh but he had like 
he's kind of a, like a bit of a brawler and he had some like good power in his hands. He kind of just like would sling like loopy punches at guys. Like, yeah, like, haymakers. This is launch haymakers at dudes. And he like has cracked a few guys and knocked them out cold. So I was like, Tuna's best chance of beating me is is landing one of those big lucky shots. So I just I went out there and took him down first chance I got. He was like throwing kicks at me early and I caught a kick and took him down. See, so that's that's crazy, right? Because you obviously know more about your opponent than I I would, right? Like I I don't know too many up and coming Bellator right. fighters other than you. When I was looking at the matchup when it first came out, I was like, oh shit, dude. So this is gonna be a big test for him because he's got you know he had right. five wins, four of them were submissions. And I was like, so let's see how he does with the submissions defense. And then, yeah, you took him down right away. And it was like, oh, shit, he's confident as fuck. Oh, yeah, I'm so hard to submit, dude. Like, I don't, I don't really – first of all, in, in upper weight MMA and, you know, light heavyweight, like, you just don't see a lot of submissions off – like, you don't see guys hitting a lot of submissions off of their back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see a lot of triangles and arm bars. It happens occasionally, but it's just hard – when you got like a big dude on top of you who's hitting you and you're sweating and you got Vaseline on, it's like, it's just hard to get submissions. Um, you know, all, the majority of submissions you see are like rear naked chokes from top position. You know what I mean? So yeah. as a wrestler, I, I'm super, super strong and uh, just like good at making myself heavy on top. And I'm, I have really good um, submission defense. So I don't really, I'm not really that concerned about, somebody's submissions off their back unless they're like a world champion jujitsu guy you know what i mean some dude who's just like a brown belt or whatever is not just just not going to submit me right right <laughs> hey speaking of the light heavyweight um division i don't know if you saw but you're actually <laughs> 103rd ranked in the world oh yeah i don't know if you saw that dude that's a pretty good stat i, I would lunch almost all of those guys <laughs> yeah, and, I, and i would i would let you know only 53 ahead of you at number 50 is John Bones Jones, dude. So you're oh yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, pretty, you're pretty close to the greatest all right. of all time, dude. I like that. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like I've been saying this for a while. But I feel like my skills are really there. We just need the experience. We just need to work our way up the ranks, you know. Yeah, and I, I remember last time too, you were talking about, you know, how obviously your major background, your strongest point is your wrestling, and you only really started striking. I can't remember, I think you said like two years ago, a year and a half ago. So when you really started striking, striking, and right now that's one of your biggest points of your game, but I've been, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I've been seeing you now you're, you're going around, you're doing kickboxing tournaments and stuff like that. Like yeah. you're trying to really become more well-rounded. Oh yeah. I've done a lot of, uh, amateur, uh, you know, boxing and Muay Thai and all that stuff. And it, yeah, in between, like I had a long layoff in between my last fight to now. So I took a, like a, I just didn't uh, uh, a pro am Muay Thai tournament. Just like stay busy. Like that type of experience is really invaluable. Um, like you can hit pads and like hit the bag and spar all you want, but you like you can't really really get better unless you're competing, and that's at anything, you know. So um, yeah, I've taken my striking really seriously, not just in training, but in competing, and um, like now. Although, like, yeah, I'd say wrestling is probably still, like, my biggest strength. But, I mean, I'm a legitimate striker now. There are guys who aren't as good at striking as me who get an MMA without a wrestling background and think they're going to have success, you know? Right. Yeah. I say it all the time. Like, there's nobody in MMA, I, I don't think, who can strike like me, who can wrestle like me. 
right you know, and vice versa that's great to hear though man that's great to hear all right so our buddy uh logan sent in some questions so i'm going to hit you with with the first one because i i saw in an interview i was reading that you had done i forget on what website but you had mentioned that the bellator you feel like treats their fighters a little bit better and maybe the pays a little bit better uh, but so he has to say, we have talked at length about the pay grade in the UFC and how other organizations are doing their best to pay their fighters well. But at the end of the day, the UFC is the largest fighting organization in the world. With all that being said, is the UFC a goal of yours or are you happy working your way through Bellator and seeing where that journey takes you? I'm happy with Bellator right now. Um, I like the most important thing to me is, you know, setting myself up financially um, I'm going to fight wherever I'm going to get paid the best. I think like any professional athlete will tell you that like, if we're being realistic, like you need nine to- times out of 10, they're looking for, looking for at least the most money and, you know, and some like some fame and clout to go along with it. Right. And then, so that's the thing is that the UFC can make you more famous than any of the other organizations. Um, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, so, I mean, I, I would love to fight in the UFC. I think, you know, it's, it's definitely the premier organization. There's a lot to be said for that um but they kind of only take care of like the the champion and like maybe like a couple top contenders in each weight class they and uh they have a tendency to kind of run rough shot over guys and a lot of guys end up you know they take a couple losses and then the ufc just kind of kicks them to the curb and they, you know, they don't let you have sponsors. Meanwhile, they got everybody wearing crypto.com shirts looking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, do you know that just by talking to maybe friends you have that have fought in the UFC before and know in, you know, in that, in that lower rank that are trying to come up and have gotten UFC talent or, you know, a little contract with the UFC or you just talking about that is just as like hearsay. Yeah, no, I know guys. I know, I know what guys are getting paid. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember Ryan Bader. I mean, I know that's like you know you referenced him to your big brother. Um, you know, he he actually came out and was like, you know, I'm actually pretty happy fighting in Bellator, dude. He goes, I, you know, when the UFC stopped doing like three sponsorship, or four times, he's getting paid like three or four times what he was in the UFC exactly you know. yeah because he said when he was um, like you know in his prime at ufc you know he was making less now in sponsorships than he is at bellator and that was kind of like the question i wanted to piggyback off of was logan's question is you know is is bellator the one that you see being the one that you stay with forever for the pay because of how they treat you guys better and everything like that what are your guys' opinions or sorry your guys what is your opinion about ufc's fighter pay you think Dana White is stingy? Uh, I mean, it's not just Dana White. They they're owned by a uh, they're owned by a giant corporation, and you know, what I mean, you know, it makes me. It, it, yeah. I think it's just crazy how like obviously Bellator is smaller. I mean, I, I'd say obviously it's number two. I think it's the they second. They pay a higher percentage of their gross revenue to the fighters than the UFC does. Bellator right. pays like probably forty or fifty percent of their revenue to fighters, and the UFC pays probably like ten to fifteen percent. Yeah. Right. But you got to think at the same time, I would think that UFC is almost bringing in uh, a lot more money. So that 10 to 15 percent might equate to that 40. So it might even be lower than that. It might even be like UFC has more fighters. And they're they're paying more money out. But. Um... But because there's so many more fighters, it's get it gets divvied up even it's more. Diluted, and uh, the guys at the 
like mid level are not getting uh, they're not getting taken care of as well as the guys in like in Bellator. Yeah, right. I mean, like Corey Anderson is another example of a guy who's getting like I don't know. Corey is getting in the UFC. I would be shocked if he's getting more than like a hundred and a hundred to fight. He's probably getting less than that. And now he's yeah. he's making probably at least double that in Bellator. I think he said that same thing. And Jesus. Yeah, that's right, crazy. Hold on one second. My computer is about to die. I'm gonna grab the charger. Yeah, yeah no, take yeah, time. We're good. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, and so you were saying, you know, that you're, you, you have a couple other side jobs um, and stuff like that. Is that what's able to financially support you when it's coming to paying, you know, like paying your training camps and all of that? Like how, how does that stuff work? How much of your money goes to your, to your training camps? And like, do you have a manager? Uh, yeah, I have a manager and then I pay my, I pay my trainer uh, as well. Um, and then, you know, I have a weights coach I got to pay. And then I do like, you know, meal prep service or if not, I'm just paying, paying for my own meals. So, I mean, yeah, I have to, uh, I write for a, a couple of magazines to kind of help support myself. And that's really helpful. And then I have a couple of sponsors that, uh, that take good care of me and give me like a, a stipend to just kind of help support my, yeah. my life and training, you know? What magazine do you write for? It's called Skillset Magazine. Skillset Magazine. Okay, we'll yeah, have to check that it out. They call it an alpha lifestyle magazine. It's kind of cool. Okay, okay. We'll definitely check like it out. Yeah. Okay, this is another question from Logan real quick. Uh, coming from someone whose only fighting experience is a 10-second fight in the third grade, he's 1-0, so he doesn't want to brag. That's good. Uh, but knocking someone out has That's to be good. the best feeling in the world. Um, I, I'm going to piggyback on that and – so as a wrestler, obviously you're three and zero, three KOs in the first round. That's got to be an amazing feeling. Would you rather knock someone out, or uh, would you rather submit them? And why? No, knockouts are better. Knockouts are so, <laughs> so absolute. You know what I mean? There's nothing. There's nothing like a knockout. Honestly, there's nothing like uh, like winning a professional fight, dude. Like never any fight for that matter. It's such like a such an emotional roller coaster. There's so much stress and so much like uncertainty. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can know you're better than a guy and like know you have a game plan. Like I knew I was gonna beat Big Tune, but then nonetheless, like on fight night, like it's you're getting in there and it's just gonna be it's gonna be chaos. Like you can only control so much. Like yeah, how fast really does that five minutes go by? Cause like I would feel like five minutes isn't a long time, but when you're in there, I bet it would feel like 30 minutes per round. It depends how tired you are. If you're getting your ass beat, it feels a lot longer. You know? yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, dude. It's a, the, the, the ring can be like a time warp for sure. You wouldn't <laughs> believe, like when you're really sucking wind, you wouldn't believe how long five minutes can be, man. It's, yeah. You know, that's a long, that's a long time to be fighting. And anybody who's been in a street fight and been gassed out after like 35 seconds, like imagine fighting five minutes and then yeah. like, take a minute break and then get back in there for another five like yeah it's, it's serious it's serious business like i take my conditioning really seriously you have to as a fighter 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, because you're you're pretty much just a you know athletic specimen, right? You know, you played baseball, wrestling, all that stuff. I saw you're getting into golf <laughs> and stuff like that too. But you know, winning a baseball game is a cool, you know, it's a team sport, all that. There's no other sport in the world where so much is on the line, right? It's it's literally your, uh, your physical well-being in the yeah. hands of another person. Like you know, wrestling has that wrestling has that element of like you know it's only you out there and your you know your performance is all yours if you have a bad day you're gonna fucking lose nobody can pick you up but wrestling doesn't have the like threat to your like physical health and safety exactly (laughs) you know so that definitely and your body can like your body like knows that it can feel that you feel it and like the adrenaline and like the emotions you have for you know during and after the fight i would yeah i would imagine i would imagine the adrenaline right like I, I've heard many times that, you know, you don't even really feel the punches when you're getting hit no, you're you don't feel the until the end. Yeah. You don't feel anything. I mean, you feel like pressure or whatever you can tell you got hit, you don't feel pain and like any of like the, like any of the cuts or any like bruises you get in your head. But what does still hurt is if you really get cracked hard in the body, body or in the leg or something like that can still hurt really, really bad. Um, but yeah, the, the adrenaline like d- dulls your senses for sure, like crazy. Um, that's part of like getting good at fighting is just learning to get that on, under control and kind of use it to your advantage as opposed to just being like shut down by it, you know? Yeah. yeah. How much does your weight fluctuate from 205? Because you said like a two month training camp and then like a one month off. That's like the picture perfect scenario for you right now in your life right now. Um, so with that being said, during that one month, how much do you maybe gain plus 205 uh, or do you stay to a strict diet or, you know, and what do you treat yourself with? I like to get bigger in between fights because like okay. weight comes off me naturally when I'm doing all the cardio during a fight camp. Right. So, like the biggest I'll get is like 235 and that's like a little bit on the sloppy side. Yeah. And then, like, um, right now I'm probably like, high 220s i'm not like incredibly lean but like i'm pretty fit and like yeah. i could get in shape really fast for where i am yeah. right now so, so say you were to take like a fight late notice right now how many weeks would it take you to be able to get down to 205 i mean i could get down to 205 in like a week if i killed myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing yeah. trash bags in the yeah. sauna if they're like we're gonna give you a million dollars if i had 205 in a week like i could I could do it. Yeah. I do cut a lot of weight like that. That's not really my thing. I like to bring my body weight down a little bit before Naturally. I like yeah. dehydrate the shit out of myself. Yeah. And so what do you like to, what, what's like your guilty pleasure? Like what's your favorite meal when you're, you're like in your, like right after a fight and you're like, all right, I'm going to have at least some good time off right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself. Huh? booze <laughs> yeah. all right what, what's what's your are you like a beer drinker i cal uh, I yeah. like beer. beer and whiskey yeah you know bourbon i i i'm not like super super picky i'll, I'll drink whatever yeah <laughs> beer and whiskey yeah, it sounds um, like <laughs> yeah as far as food um i always when i'm cutting weight i seem to crave pizza for some reason like, okay and like uh like fried chicken sandwiches okay and then so when you're when you're meal prepping whether or not you get the meal prep service that you're paying for or you're just buying meals and cooking it for yourself what's like the go-to uh meal that you're like okay this is gonna help me cut weight and i'm not gonna fucking puke in my mouth every time i eat it because my wife will you know make me fucking broccoli man and i 
broccoli is the bane to my existence. I don't like broccoli either. But I just eat it. Just like <laughs> yeah. A, just as like filth. I, I eat a lot of. I eat a lot of like eggs and I eat like eggs and oats every morning. I eat like fucking seven fried eggs and like a bowl of oatmeal. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like half a bottle of Cholula on it, mm -hmm. and then I wonder why I get heartburn. <laughs> yeah, um, I know about that. Yeah, and then uh, I'll eat like pretty much like every two hours throughout the day, and some variation of like rice and like a meat and like a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. and then at night, like I'll eat something like more fun like well, maybe you know, maybe you'll have a cheeseburger one night or something like that or whatever yeah i'm training really really hard i love myself I have a cheeseburger if it's towards the end of camp and i want to keep it a little leaner i won't necessarily do that but i'll just like my girlfriend will make something nice we'll have like chicken tortilla soup or we'll have you know something with a little more pizzazz yeah, rather yeah. Than, like, rice and meat you know yeah which makes it easier you know you go six days of a hardcore strict diet and then you know maybe once a week you're like all right cool that was that was good to replenish me so i can go back at it again or yeah yeah okay i've got kind of a i've got kind of a fun question so i was i was looking through your twitter <laughs> and i was i was diving deep into the twitter verse um so i have a couple of i have a couple of tweets from you that i just want uh one main one that i want okay, to I I haven't tweeted in like a long time. So this, is <laughs> this one is from April 17th of 2020. Okay. Uh, so we do a, a oh, fun so little. Yeah, this is right after COVID. This is, a, we do a fun little segment on our podcast called Not Fight Club uh, for trademark purposes. But our buddy Logan, uh, he'll get together like a group of whatever it is. Uh, one week it was animals, one week it was. You know, like you know, just fast food characters, you know, like yeah, just like fun Madonna, stuff, stuff like that. Um, and then it was a tweet that had a picture of four animals it was a gorilla, a tiger, a lion, and a bear. And it said, Who would win in a fight? And you you chose bear. Um, now does that still hold true? Because a silverback gorilla is fucking massive and scary. Would you still choose a bear oh. over a silverback gorilla? Yes. Grizzlies are bigger. Yeah, but silver. dude, the silverback gorilla is at, he's cut, man. He's eating chicken and rice every day and grizzlies, eight eggs. <laughs> okay, grizzlies, are, grizzlies are bigger. First of all, gorillas are herbivores. He's eating fucking lettuce and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grizzlies eat like salmon and you know what deer assholes. <laughs> deer assholes. Yeah, no, they're definitely getting their omegas. They eat it butt first while it's still alive, dude. <laughs> No, grizzlies yeah, are bad. They have, they have like, they have, you know, they have the long claws that, uh, that the gorillas don't have, and they have like a bigger jaw. The yeah, but, yeah like, but they don't have thumbs, bro. Dude, you don't need. You got, <laughs> you got two claws. You don't need thumbs yeah, when you eat ass heard, first. <laughs> I've heard stories. I've heard stories from hunters about, um, about grizzlies like breaking a moose's spine with a single swipe. I don't know if you've ever like seen a moose in person no, they're fucking massive they're like twice the size of a horse okay yeah yeah but roberto duran knocked out a horse with one punch like i don't, I don't like I don't everybody's got power <laughs> you got video of that <laughs> <laughs> no dude, that's actual documentation there's been documentation of that all right roberto duran is my dad's favorite boxer he knocked out a horse with one punch now that's imagine a gorilla dude that's a good pick for a favorite boxer yeah no yeah my dad's uh my dad doesn't really care about MMA or UFC too much, but he's a huge boxing fan. 
Um, I don't know if you are too, but Mills Lane. Um, oh, you're, you're you're a Reno native, so Mills Lane was a judge here in Reno, but he was a probably the most famous like referee in boxing. He actually married my mom and dad. That was oh, really? Yeah, it was something amazing for my dad. Um, yeah, yeah, I am I am a boxing fan. Um, like I understand when like boxing purists don't like MMA because like the level of striking in MMA is just never gonna be what it is in boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just it's just different. For it, who, who's your favorite boxer of all time? That's a tough call, man. I'm just more of like a fan of the sport. I like Mar. I mean Marvin Hagler a lot. I like that 1980s like middleweight yeah like scene of like Duran and Hagler and Hearns and Leonard. Like I like I wa- I like to go like watch all those fights on YouTube and those guys are all so great and they all actually like fought each other. <laughs> So I think any of those guys would be a good pick. That's good. See, my thing with boxing nowadays is that it, it's so convoluted with so many different types of belts, and guys will hold like seven belts, but they don't want to put them all up for the one big belt, so they all just kind of hold it, and then like you know, that's one thing. Like the the power that you like stranglehold the UFC has over like the guys like is nice for like the fans. You know what I mean? They get to yeah. put on they get to put on a good product where like all the best guys actually fight each other. It's 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 really you know, it's good for the sport in a way, but I think there's like maybe like a middle ground in between yeah. in between boxing and where the UFC is now, where that would yeah. probably be better for everybody. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Hey, um, so back, back real quick, I just want to touch up on your record, right? So you're 3-0 as a professional. You were 5-2, and 4-2 and two as an amateur. Um, the two losses were only from decision. Three of your wins there's were split still decisions. from There's split decisions too. I don't know if they're good decisions. I was going to ask, so that was my question was, did you agree with the decisions? And what did you learn from it if you learned anything? Because, you know, if you felt like you won, you know, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, dude, the judging and everything is absolutely abysmal and there's always terrible calls. Yeah. Um, but, you know, did you feel like you won those fights? And if you didn't, what did you learn from it? So I do feel like I won those fights. Um, one of them was like upper weight class at heavyweight. And I was like, I took it on like, four days notice and I was really out of shape and it was a five round fight and I just gassed bad like gassed really really bad I was just fighting for my life in there just like shooting <laughs> and uh I I took him down every round I controlled him for most of the fight um it was at it was like it was in Laughlin at like, this guy's like home Indian reservation at the, <laughs> at the casino that he worked at. It was like, what the? it fuck? was like, it was, you know, it was some home cooking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I think I probably won that one. And then the other one was in Vegas and I just like pushed the guy up against the fence, the whole fight, like took him down a few times. Neither of us really did any damage. And like, I, I ended up losing that one on a split decision. Um, on both of those fights, like, although I feel like I won, I could have done a lot more. It doesn't, like, I just, like, one of them, I was grossly out of shape, and the other one, I just, like, had no confidence in my striking, and all I did was try to just wrestle this kid, and then nobody did any damage, because I was pushing him up against the fence the whole time. So, I mean, it doesn't, like, kill me that I didn't win, because, like, I, I just didn't do, I didn't fight like I can't, like I could have, or like I should yeah. have, you know what I mean? But I definitely learned a lot from those fights. For one, like, don't ever show up out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, probably don't take fights up weight class on, like, four days' notice. 
although it was good it, you know it was good experience um and two like i just learned i needed to have some more confidence in the the other parts of my game like i had i had had amateur kickboxing boxing muay thai fights up to that point I, like when i fought that that kid in vegas but i just like had no no confidence in my uh abilities outside of my wrestling and and just you know i didn't mix it up at all so you know sometime after that fight i can't say when exactly but i i started like working with a mental coach and just like just like trusting in the process a lot more taking my conditioning more seriously and just like fighting uh like a like a well-rounded fighter and you know yeah are you fighting out of arizona right now or in how often do you come back up to reno uh i don't come back to up to reno very often basically just to see family okay like holidays or my sister just gave birth to uh, my niece like a couple months ago so i went out there for that just for a few days but i don't make it out there much as much as i should What's your favorite place to eat or, or drink in Reno when you come up and you're like, all right, I, I got to I gotta go over there at least once? That's a good question. Probably, just, I mean, probably just friends' houses mostly. I don't really, I haven't really hit the bars in Reno in a while. No, there, you know, there's a shit ton now. Yeah, that's like, I'm saying the bar scene is changing all the time. Yeah. I like that pizza place next to it's over by like kind of close to like Reno High. I forgot. Is it like JJ's or JJ's Pie Company? Yeah. Yeah, right there on Fifth Street. Yeah, I like that pizza place a lot. I haven't had it in years, but I just remember when I was in high school, like loving that place. Okay. Okay. Hey, well that's I mean that's that's good. Um, because I, I do like that place too. So, you know, I've I've been noticing. So we're we're big golfers. He's I mean, he's been golfing a long time, and I've noticed that you have you been golfing a long time? Or are you just now getting into it? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just getting into it. I golfed for a while right-handed because I just got like righty clubs given yeah. to me. Um, but I played baseball left-handed. Yeah, right- so how, how difficult is that to like make the switch? Because like obviously like a golf swing and a baseball swing can be something obviously somewhat similar. So you're obviously your brain is like you're doing this fucking backwards, man. Yeah, and you're probably yeah. fucking driving that thing 330, huh? The right, the righty swing was a mess, dude. So I, had, <laughs> I, had, I went and got some lefty clubs off offer up. I've been playing lefty for about a year now, and it's like getting a lot better. And I can't hit the shit out of the ball like when I'm dialed in, but like the driver is just so inconsistent. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So what are you, what are you shooting after eighteen holes? Oh man, it varies a lot. <laughs> yeah, anywhere <laughs> from like anywhere from like eighty five to like hundred and two. <laughs> hey that's a good window though yeah yeah no, hey. it's definitely gotten a lot better like recently i got a few lessons and like started going to the range a lot and like it went it went from like i really had trouble breaking 100 to to where like i'm pissed when i don't break 100 you know? yeah yeah no that's that's right where i'm sitting now. i'm probably average around 95 yeah that's like better than most people that's better than most people play are you good uh, I, I mean, I, I'm well, okay. we went I golfing hold. last week and he shot a 75. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know. pretty, pretty fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can hold my own. I, it doesn't happen often when I get in the 70s, but I, I'm the way I shoot between 80 and 90. And when I shoot over 90, that's when I get upset. But I've been yeah. playing for you know six years, seven years. So yeah, yeah. When he says get upset, it means uh, 
a few extra beers and a couple extra shots. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to have a good time on the course. Nice. Well, I'd like to play with you guys sometime. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, yeah that, dude, that would, would be amazing. That. Yeah, hey. go, to, go to JJ's after for dinner. So we yeah. want to get into uh, UFC 274 with you, but I got one more little fun question for you. Okay, so do you play fantasy football? No, I actually, I'm not a huge, like, sports fan. It's kind of weird, but. Okay, you went down a little bit, but, but go ahead. <laughs> down down okay. Okay, right. but so we have a league, and uh, and it's always, uh, or I guess it's not fantasy football, but on the podcast, we do uh, a weekly pick for every game, and then we tally up who had the most wins and the, and the most losses, and whoever has the most losses gets a punishment. Last year, uh, Logan had lost, and he had to get blackout drunk on the podcast puked all over my bathroom it was yeah. it was a horrendous time but it was a great like time you lost. <laughs> yeah i did honestly yeah i did lose <laughs> but this year me and kyle tied for losing and we have to wax our assholes uh so my question to you is have you ever gotten a wax anywhere no i have <laughs> no i wouldn't do that Plain and simple. I had, yeah i had a buddy use nair down there and <laughs> I guess that worked. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I've never personally. I've never waxed anything. But I'll, I'll let you. We'll let you know how it goes whenever the time comes to get it done. Um, but hurt, I'm scared shitless, uh, quite yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. Hurt. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Mine, my mind's gonna hurt. Uh, <laughs> but he's getting a goddamn ponytail ripped out. So uh, I think skin will come out with it. Um, my girlfriend's looking at me like, ah, oh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Just the guys being guys, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into UFC 274. Yeah. So I, I, I texted you. Are you watching the fights tonight? Uh, I actually won't be able to watch the fights tonight. We have a thing with some friends we have to go to. So okay. Hey, hey, totally fine. Totally fine. But we wanted to go through the five, the, the five main fights on the main card um, and just kind of see what you thought about it. If you, you know, had any picks um, that you wanted to throw out there and then obviously i want to talk to you about alvera um just before we get into that he missed weight as a champion he came in at 155 and a half pounds yeah what 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 do you think about that as a champion coming in overweight man i mean it sucks that sucks for him dude i'm sure i mean obviously he didn't want to miss weight yeah Um, he I guess he just left himself too much weight to cut. I, you know, some of these guys cut so much damn weight, dude. Um, especially at that weight class, 55, for some reason, I feel like guys are like, just cut a ton of weight to get into that weight class. Um, I mean, yeah, that sucks. If he couldn't make the weight, I'm sure he was about to die. Yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, Alvaro already looks like he's dying every day. Just the way he looks, it looks the like he's like so in the body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, just kicking off with the first fight of the main card, we got Donald Cerrone versus Joe Liausen. Dude, I mean, this is two very old men that have been fighting in the uh-huh. UFC for a very long time. Two like really tough guys. Um, you know, they have a lot of like uh, bangers. We would call them wars. So I mean, that's that could be a. That could be like a really fun one for the fans. That's like that could be like a fight of the night type of deal. Who are you taking? <sighs> I think um, was... I'm gonna take Lozon. All right, I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, all right, and the next fight we got uh, Mauricio Shogun, and then we got Saint Peru. Saint Peru minus two sixty. Shogun's just like uh, 
Shogun's long in the tooth at this point. <laughs> he's, he's so old. Very old, man. And when guys get old like that, like, you know, your body just can't hold up through like a training camp the way it used to. So there's no way he's like training as hard as he used to. You know what I mean? Like Shogun's a badass and like, he's always dangerous, but yeah, I mean, I think you just got to same proves too young and fit and athletic for him at this point, I think. I agree with that as well. Next up, we got Michael Chandler versus El Kukui. Tony Ferguson. Uh, Chandler. Definitely. Chandler's, Chandler's a better, like, cleaner striker than Ferguson. Um, I agree. Ferguson's on a bit of a skid at this point, too. Not that he's not really good. Uh, and he's, like, got this crazy submission game. He just dive on submissions from anywhere. So he could possibly catch him in a choke or something. But, um, yeah, I see uh, – I see Chandler uh, just kind of tearing him apart, probably. Yeah, I I think we all took Chandler in that one as well. We got Thug Rose going up against Carla Esparza. Uh, Rose should beat her. I don't know if I ever watched the first one, but I would say Rose pretty handedly in that one. Yep. And then we got Overa versus Gaethje. So I don't, I don't know if you you know noticed that he – I don't know if you saw that he lost um, – or that he came in overweight and that he yep. lost the belt because of it. Um, so if he wins, he stays number one contender and he gets an immediate shot at the neck of the belt. And then if Gaethje wins, he becomes the lightweight champion. So yeah, who do you have? I don't think they've done that before. I don't no, think I don't think they ever have. And I think that's kind of fucking broken for Oliveira. I mean, it's only I think it's kind of pound overweight. I think, it's not that much. I guess kind of bullshit. They wouldn't do that to like Connor or John Jones or like, Fuck, no, they wouldn't have. You no. know what I mean? If I were Oliveira or like his agent, I would be fucking livid about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, normally it's like a hey, he's losing forty percent of his purse, and now the fight is just it means nothing, right? Like now it's just for your record. I can't believe they stripped the title. They didn't even like, yeah, they didn't even strip John Jones' title for like fucking doing blow and beating up women. (laughs) (laughs) And they went off. Yeah, he's good though. He's good. I mean, Oliveira like. When you're fighting for you know that amount of money and like it's got to be a real professional operation, I would think like the whole weight cut and like the weight management leading up to the weight cut. So somebody fucked up. Like I don't know if he was just not on it about his diet or if they. I mean, I, I didn't do the water load before the cut correctly, or I don't know. But somebody's like should be like somebody I'm sure is supervising that whole process, and like some concoction of people on the team fucked that up for him and that's yeah. um but i think that i think stripping the title is i mean it's just that's another example of just like the, the stranglehold the usc has and the guys they can just do whatever they want dude yeah you know so i mean yeah i feel bad for for him about that as far as the fight i think gaichi's uh gonna rip him a new asshole <laughs> Yeah, dude. All right. Nice. Like yeah, Kyle and Logan took Oliveira. I'm the only one with Gaethje. Yeah, Gaethje's my favorite fighter right now. Um, I think I just think he's a brawler and he's fun to watch. He's a better wrestler than Oliveira is. He's going to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think he'll be able to defend takedowns. I mean, if Oliveira is able to take him down, like Oliveira is a better, much better jiu-jitsu guy than, mm-hmm. um, than Gaethje. But he's not, he doesn't have wrestling like Khabib. You know what I mean? He can't. He can't, I don't think he can like go take a guy like Gaethje down at will and and uh, impose his grappling on him. 
Yeah. yeah, I don't think Alvera practices his cardio by just swimming upstream like Khabib did. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that, he probably just stuck to the treadmill. <laughs> that guy's an animal. No, nobody in the UFC has been able to like wrestle offensively like at that pace and just like break guys like Khabib did. He's like amazing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, dude. Well, we have these locks um, or these picks locked in for you and um on tuesday if you're wrong we're, we're gonna make fun of you on uh, our live twitch stream but yeah, uh, but if you're wrong we're gonna be wrong with most of these with you so let me just uh yeah this is put a disclaimer in there that like mma is a complete shit show and like <laughs> anything could happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll, I'll put the hey, these are solis picks however he did say that it's a shit show and he it's like want- dudes dudes slinging four ounce gloves at each other like there's this Oftentimes, no, no telling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is that your dog in the back? Whose dog is that? Uh, that is that is my my wife's parents' English bulldog. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> Look at this like a hundred and thirty pound motherfucker. Uh, is that how much he weighs? I don't know how much he weighs. Uh, He's probably pretty, probably like close to 100. That looks like a big bulldog. He's a big dude. He's a big fat dude. He's he's not liking what Kyle's doing. Come here, man. Look at the size of him. That's, that's a stud, dude. He looks like Winston Churchill. <laughs> dude, he's like the size of one of those deers that you shoot, dude. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, I don't know. You got anything else, Tim? No, man. Hey, I. Super appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I hope you have a fun night with whatever you and your girlfriend are doing. Um, and hopefully we'll have you back on. Yeah, uh, no problem, guys. I Yeah, this is a good time. I like, you know, I can, hopefully once I get a little more famous, I can add a little more to your show. But I like helping you guys out, so. No, hey, no, yeah. no, hey. no, it's awesome, man. No, we, we, we love having you on, man. And you are punny famous to us. Yeah, hey, you are uh, the biggest person we've ever interviewed. Because um, you're the only person we've ever interviewed. Um, but hey, man, we, we had you two now. And uh, yeah, dude, our goal is just, you know, keep with you during your whole journey because yeah. we know it's going to be successful. And like you said, man, if you ever come out, we'd love to, you know, take you out for some golf and some pizza. Yeah, that'd be a good time. All right, man. Hey, take it easy, buddy. See you later. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that was the interview with Sully Cauley. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Now let's go ahead and go into UFC 273. Let's see what he got 74. right. 74, my bad. Let's see what he got right. Let's see what we got right. And let's just go over these fights. Uh, there were some good ones. Uh, Kyle, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, yeah so starting off with the first one, um, Cerrone and Liausen was canceled um, due to Cerrone being sick, non-COVID related. Food poisoning. Food poisoning. What a bitch. Oh yeah, dude! I would have just peed dude, shit your pants in the ring. I don't in the octagon. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Oh no, <laughs> I no. wouldn't fight uh, while having food poisoning. You don't get you don't get um, a, you don't get a bed if your tummy hurts. Um, I don't, I don't my, want my you get out of bed if your tummy. Oh, hurts. Oh, they said go to bed. I was like, it's uh, kind of a little weird. My tummy. Um, yeah, dude, my stomach my stomach hurts all the time, dude. Uh, defeating hearts. What about during the NFL season? You guys play out a Madden game that's happening that week. Uh, that could be a fun we could thing do that too. too. That would that, that could be a fun thing too. Yeah, dude. I actually kinda like that one as well. Like game of the week. Make game of the week and we'll play it. Before Sunday. We'll play it like Saturday night on on, on stream. And and so how, how does that work? We can all be on the same team. I was gonna say who plays it. Well no, we'll all be on the same team. We yeah. play three player. All on Who's gonna be quarterback though? That's a good question. Oh 
Does anybody? Prefer, we'll change it. We'll, we'll change it every quarter. We'll change position every quarter. Well, does anybody prefer to be quarterback? No, but I, I'd like to be quarterback. <laughs> oh, I, I'm fine with Tim playing quarterback. Yeah, I'll be fucking. Right I'll be left guard. Yeah. No, if I start, <laughs> <laughs> but if I start pancake after pancake. But if I start throwing picks, dude, you know, I, I might want to just switch it up yeah. to receiver. Yeah, well, yeah, sure, we do that, dude. Okay, but I like. Yeah, I'll be running too. back, dude. What about receiver, dude? I just throw the ball to you. All day. No, honestly, wide receiver is the best. It's when, so when, easy. when we control it. Just because, go. Yeah, you run. Go routes route. every. Just and slit whenever they, go yeah, every whenever play. They, you just tap it. It throws it where not where we're supposed to be. It throws where we are. So. And then and then all and then I'll bet on the score and whatever the score is on the Madden game. Um, I'll take that spread and the over under if we get it. <laughs> Love it. Like so, <laughs> whatever we, we say, get. we say we win we, seventy-eight are, to fourteen. I'll bet the over, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll bet whatever team we picked, and and minus or plus. I yeah. think you're gonna lose a lot of money. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> Defeating Hearts, though, fantastic idea. You guys play against each based on what team you guys are for. Okay, so if like we have a difference, but what if we have the same thing? What if we all think game of the week? We all have the same pick. Then we all play on the same team. Yeah. Okay. Or it's you two against me, or me and him against you, if we pick a different one. Yeah. Yeah, whatever like we, it works. I add a little bit of pizzazz to it, too. Yeah, that could be a little bit of fun. Okay, go back to USC, USC 274. Um, all right, actual first fight. Yeah, so we have Brown versus Chaos Williams. Um, I thought it was a really, really good first fight on the main card. You know, um, Brown won by split decision. Um, 29-28, 29-28, and then 28-29. Yeah, good fight. For Chaos. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. They both landed a lot of... Sp- Strikes. They both had good ground game. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, these these aren't two people that I know a lot about. I know Chaos Williams, um, but I don't know too much about Brown. Um, but I mean, he showed up. He performed. He was the more technical fighter for sure. Chaos Williams had more power into each punch. Um, but yeah, Brown was more technical. Eighteen more significant strikes through three rounds. You know that that'll do you enough to win two of those three rounds. Um, total strikes pretty even. Um, Strikes to the head, though, was really the, the difference. Randy Brown landing 68 strikes to the head versus Chaos Williams, 26 of 159. That, to me, is the difference in this fight. Yeah. Um, Brown just did more damage to Chaos Williams' skull. Um, and that'll probably win you most fights. Yeah, most certainly. Um, then we have Shogun Rua versus St. Prue, um, which Man. Tim won some money on this one. Yep. Right, took it over one and a half rounds, and it went to the full decision, split decision, which... Again, the judging, I'll never fucking understand. Yeah. Um, it was 29-28 St. Prue, 29-28 Shogun, and then a unanimous 30-27 to for St. Prue. Um, just for one person to think someone won all three rounds, and then the other judge to think that the other guy won two of the rounds, it just makes no sense and there's no consistency, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a pretty boring fight. Yeah. Not a lot happened. Not the most boring fight. Not, enough, not a lot of significant strikes. But, yeah. Nothing on the ground either. So it was just kind of uh, two guys yeah. feeling each other out for three rounds. Just two veterans having a uh, very technical fight with each other. Yeah. I now, got that one wrong. You guys got it right. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so were we all... Do... No, uh, no one picked the Brown Chaos yeah, 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 fight. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So as of right now, we only have a chance of four. Um... Me and you took St. Prue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you took Shogun. Yeah. Remember who Sully took? St. Prue. All right. So us and Sully are one for one so far. Um, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, great fight, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, good first round. Feeling each other out. 
Tony Ferguson dropped Chandler at one point, and I went, fucking, there's Chandler, dude, getting dropped left and right. Um, but, man, I swear to God, I've never seen a fighter just fight through being rocked so well. Michael Chandler uh, refuses to go down. Well, he, refuses to go out. Yeah, I'm about to say, he goes down a lot, but he just, he doesn't quit. Dude, he's got a fucking heart of a lion, and there's no doubt about that. Um, and I, something crazy this year is going to have to happen for it to be a better knockout than that for knockout of the year. Um, that was one of the best, Joe Rogan said it's the best um, front kick he's ever seen for a knockout. Um, just perfect palm of the foot, straight to fucking Tony's chin. Didn't break any toes. No, dude. He It was perfect form. He used the fucking, the bones of his foot, not his toes, and just knocked Tony out cold. Um, sad to see. Um, I think we all took Chandler, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we all took Chandler, including Sully. Um, Not how we saw the knockout coming, though. No. No one saw no. it from a front kick to the chin. It was no, Everyone dude. saw, like, overhand right, you know, a hook, something along those lines. Ground and pound, you know. No yep. one saw just a, a punt to the chin, dropping and knocking Ferguson out. I wouldn't be able to come back from that. Yeah. No, no. If I, I got punted in the face, I'd be like, I'm done. No, I can't, and this I can't is, go. uh, and we talked about this, this is a bad look for Tony because he came out and talked a lot of shit about how they get mistreated. And, like, I, again, we all agree they do get mistreated and they do get underpaid. But you being the one to say it is that, yeah, that hurts you because you just got knocked the fuck out with the front kick. Um, but yeah, I mean, easily. The fight of the night, in my opinion. Um, Tony won that first round, and then coming out to the second, Chandler was able to shake off the fact that he got rocked and got dropped in the first round, and then ended up finishing Tony in 17 seconds. Yeah, 17 seconds is the craziest thing. Michael Chandler came out. Also, um, so Michael Chandler was on Pat McAfee's show today, mm. um, or yesterday, one of the two. Um, gnarly black eye. Also, dislocated his middle finger in warm-ups. Before he even came out for the fight, Jesus, his Christ. his middle finger was twice the size of of it, its normal size, and that had nothing to do with the fight. He just came in with a dislocated finger. Jesus. So I did not see that anywhere. Yeah, so that, that, is, that that's probably why he didn't throw as many. This is probably why he went with yeah, the head haymakers kick. Yeah. and yeah and stuff like that. But I don't know if you have any other notes on that fight. Uh no I yeah Michael Chandler Tony Ferguson I think he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah no um. I mean, I still think he has some talent. However, he'll fight again, but not a significant. That's fight. a four-fight losing streak. He's With not going to now fight. in his last five fights. His last win was against Donald Cerrone. His next fight is not going to be against a shorts. good contender. No, no. It's going to be some random guy that will probably beat and won't be a big fight. It'll be on a fight night probably. It's yeah. He's probably going to drop to like seven or eight just because Chandler was higher than him. He might main event a fight night, but not yeah. against a significant contender. Yeah. He, he, I think he'll end up fighting like a nine or 10 seed, lose it. And then that's what, that's what ends up getting him cut by the UFC. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. my guess. All right. Now we go to debatably, one of the most boring championship fights I've ever seen. Bryce, and I've seen a lot of Adesanya's. I'd say the worst. I'd say the worst fight of the year. Yeah. Yes, especially for the expectations that were put in place for this fight. With how Rose has um, finished her fights recently, she just she yeah. went full Adesanya on us. One hundred percent. I told Amanda, she fought. She went into this fight, 
to not lose. You know, she didn't go into this fight to win. She went in going, all right, I know what I need to do to keep my belt. She didn't go out and just do Thug Rose. She went, all right, I'm going to be more technical. I'm going to try and keep more control. But none of that happened. Like, it wasn't... It was the most boring fight I've seen in a very long time. Honestly, probably since Adesanya and Yoel uh, Romero. Romero. Right? That was Those are the two most boring fights I've seen in the last three years. Yeah. And Carla, she did not come out as a challenger trying to get the fucking belt. She fought scared the entire time. She didn't want to get caught by Rose. So she went into it in a very technical way. And you're right. You know, she did enough to win the belt. She at least tried to get takedowns. And that's know? the thing. And that's what I I was wrong the night of. Is I went back and I watched it. And, you know, because we, you know, we're all drinking and we're all talking and everything. I didn't realize that Carla was the aggressor through probably four of the, the rounds steadily. Yeah. She was the one that was aggressing. And she was the one that was trying to cause a fight and Rose just was like no no you, you won't take me down and then she just gets down no yeah I'm, I'm up I'm up but like not throwing anything I mean dude the two of them combined landed 68 strikes between the two of them total that's not even significant that's total strikes total over strikes over a five landed. round fight it's 25 minutes Thug 68 Rose strikes through 137 Asparza through 133 you landed 38 of 137. What is that? Just a little bit more than 25%. That's like 30%. And compare that to not a championship fight, but the first fight of the night, Randy Brown, Chaos Williams. 28%. Randy Brown, th- Randy Brown in that fight threw 177 significant strikes. Chaos threw 224 significant strikes in a three-round fight. And Rose and Esparza combined to throw less than what chaos threw by himself in a three round fight. Yeah. They neither it's one pathetic. of them neither one of them was trying to fight. And that's why, I mean, I don't know if he is your guys' so apologize if it is, but that's why I, I said the second the fight was like ending, right? Like the last ten seconds of the fifth round, I go, I cannot wait for this Joe Rogan. Yes. And he came out and did exactly what we thought and goes, you know, Carla, I don't know what those judges were going off of. <laughs> that was a terrible fight. There was nothing to go off of. Yeah, he go he goes you know, I gotta tell you, rounds two and three, it was impossible to judge. <laughs> well, the first he goes, how, how do you think about it? She goes, oh, you know, well, you know, we, you know, <laughs> you know, we That's went it. out there. That's all you can say. First round, like after the first round, the entire debate was, was that a 10-10? Because no one did anything. I don't think there was a single strike thrown. A there wasn't. A, there wasn't a. <laughs> yeah, th- fuck, dude. There wasn't a takedown attempted. It was just the two of them bouncing around the ring for five minutes. And so I was like, I guess it's a 10-10 because no one did anything. No one tried to do anything. No one tried to throw a strike. It was maybe like one attempted leg kick that didn't land. And it's like, do we really call that a strike attempt? Yeah. Like, And that's why I was like, oh, is it 10-10? And they were like, they talked about whether that first round was a 10-10 until round five. Yeah, literally. That, that's because there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, they're like, hey, the, the first round, I mean, they were there laughing at it. ha, ha, ha. Man, the judges have a hard one tonight, don't they? Yeah. They were laughing at the fact that nothing had happened and that they were impossible to judge. So, I mean, I could have easily seen it being, oh, well, she's a champion. So she got benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, but my biggest problem with this fight was Rose's corner. Being like, hey, fucking perfect, Rose. Yeah. You're doing fantastic through three. 
And she's like, fuck yeah, I am, dude. And they came out and go, and new. And she's like, what? What? And after the fight. You didn't do shit. And after the fight, as soon as the final horn sounded, hands up. I'm the best. I'm I'm the the best. best. And it's like, you nothing happened in this fight. You didn't do it. You didn't land any fucking punches. How do you think you're the best? No, that was easily tied for the second uh, worst championship round I've ever seen in my entire life. Amanda Nunes going out and getting beat game plan wise by Juliana Pena so much more of a like satisfying performance oh, than yeah. just being coming out as a champion and not doing anything in the entire 25 minutes. No, I completely agree. Um, me and you took Thug Rose. Tim and Sully both, I think, right, took Carla Esparza. Good for you guys. Right, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I, I hate Rose now. I hope she loses every fight for the rest of her career. See, I, I, I just hate Carla. So I was like, you know what, Thug Rose. Thug- I don't like Carla either, but yeah, I, I don't I mean, I mean, want yeah. Rose to win another fight because it was she- fucking boring. That was a terrible fight, so I don't blame you. Um, but now where, um, you took Oliveira. Yeah. So now where me and Logan got our win back against him and well, Sully. Well, you you got one. I'm still back another one. So okay. So I went three for four. Tim and Sully both went three for four. Two for four. Um, this is where we ended up getting our switch. Um, I said I thought Oliveira was gonna fill out Gaethje for the first round and take him out. I think I said submission in the second round. I think so. Submission in the first. Um, the biggest piece I have of this is Gaethje dropped Alvera. Alvera was able to recover perfectly. It cut over his eye. But Alvera did not get the choke because he took down Gaethje and just outclassed him on the ground. Alvera dropped him with his striking and then got on him and then got into the right position for a rear naked and was able to finish Gaethje which all started via striking and that's the part that just tells me Alvera is fucking phenomenal yeah so I think it's such bullshit that he lost his belt and we talked about it with on Saturday we talked about it the fact that he missed weight and I didn't know the original weigh-in what he came in at and then I knew he had an hour to lose weight Kyle Kyle pointed out that it was he weighed in initially at 156. It's 156 and a half. 156 and a half. Um, had an hour to cut one and a half pounds, only cut one pound. So the point Kyle made was he probably had already put in such an effort to cut weight to get to 156 and a half that there wasn't enough left in him to cut another pound and a half to get down to weight. But regardless, the fact that he missed weight by a half a pound and that's what decides the fact that he gets stripped of the belt for the fight, and then he goes out and dominates. If he loses another six ounces, that makes a difference in this fight. A day later, it doesn't. I think it's stupid. People weigh in all the time, half pound overweight. It doesn't make a difference, but because it's a title fight, there you're whole you're held to a stricter standard, which I agree with. If you're a champion, you should be held to that strict standard. If you're fighting for a belt and more money, you should be held to that stricter standard. I just think it's kind of awkward to strip a guy of a belt and then watch him go out there and absolutely dominate <laughs> his opponent who's supposed to be the number one contender or number two number one right Gaethje was number one Poirier was two I think so yeah because Oliveira just dismantled Poirier so you, then you watch him dismantle Gaethje and you're like did he deserve to be stripped of the belt because he missed weight by half it's not like that that half pound was a reason six why ounces. yeah that six ounces was a reason why he got that choking right 
<laughs> like yeah, so I'm I have this as one of my in my boom and bust segment. Um, I'll get further into details of more stuff that I found out about that. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, at, at bottom line, six ounces. It, it, know, it's, it's just a it's, lot it's to strip someone of a title belt and then watch him dismantle the number one contender and say, well, now you're the number one contender. And it's like, well, yeah. it was my belt. Um, I, and then I beat the shit out of the guy that was supposed to try to take it from me and had the only one that had a chance at winning the belt because I couldn't win the belt. Like he in, And that's why he said after the fight, he's like, the only thing missing is my belt because yeah. shouldn't have gotten stripped of it in the first place. And I, I kind of agree with him because it, it's just ticky-tacky. One of those like things where it's like, yeah, I guess he missed weight by six ounces, and you're gonna strip him of his fucking belt, and I get it, but just kind of tough look. Yeah, Tim, what do you think, man? This is your favorite fighter um, right now, currently in the UFC with Gaethje. What went through your mind? Shitty. <laughs> yeah. Shitty. I thought Gaethje had him, and he knocked him down. Uh, I thought he was kind of beating him up, um, and so it just sucked. Yeah, that's hey, fair. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough, plain and simple. Yeah, no, I mean, that was just very shitty with how it ended. Uh, again, I mean, dude, I would not have been mad at, at all if Gaethje would have won it because I like Gaethje a lot, you know, and, you know, I feel like he, you know, he deserves it. You know, he deserves a good, you know, have the belt around his waist. But I don't know. Um, so when he knocked him down, I was like, oh, shit, dude, he's going to get it. And then fucking Oliveira just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's... So. I'm excited to see who Oliveira gets next, whether it's Islam. I don't think it'd be Poirier or Gaethje. I'm hoping so it's four, or Volk. It'll probably be it, Poirier it, again. It, it'll, There's five possible people that he could get next for the championship belt. It is Gaethje. Or no, sorry, four, because Gaethje wasn't even mentioned. Yes, yeah, so it's Poirier, so Poirier Islam, Islam, Volk, McGregor. It's not even McGregor. I think it's... It's fucking so bullshit, I think McGregor will get Chandler. I... Because Chandler called him out. Chandler called out five people. And then if McGregor comes back and beats Chandler, sure, give him a title shot. Whatever. Because it'll sell. And then let him get beat by Oliveira. He'll get demolished by Oliveira. It won't even be close. See, but it all comes down to... You know, because I feel like a lot of people go... You know, I feel like a lot of UFC fighters, right? Like Ronda Rousey. She had her she had her strength. And she went, all right, I want to prove I'm not a one-trick pony. No, she's in the WWE. <laughs> she's making money, though. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, but you were you were the top fighter in the world for women. Got knocked out twice and just went, nah. Honestly, honestly might have been the best thing that happened for her. I guarantee you she's making more money in the WWE than she was in the she, she, yeah, And she's probably, probably happier. So much happier. Not getting knocked out. <laughs> Which perform, is, all, is also fair as well. Perform on a bi-weekly basis. Don't have to actually take, like, punches to the face realistically. Like, you know, still obviously doing ridiculous things in her fights. But, like, on probably a bigger stage. I'd probably say WWE gets more, like, views. Because it's on a weekly basis. They get more views on a weekly basis. Their pay-per-view events get more views than the yeah, UFC you, pay-per-view yeah, event. Yeah, you get like, teenagers. She, she's making results. way more money. She's probably significantly happier. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that. But regardless, um, her UFC career, crashing it. Exactly. You know, but but yeah, I don't know, man. The, the way everything plays out, it's going to be a little weird. Um, Folk has to beat Holloway, obviously, because one, that one's already booked. And then he'll probably get Um And then, yeah, dude, he either moves down or moves up. And the it, fact yeah. that he used to be 210 pounds in rugby, I don't think he's moving down even more. No. So I think he jumps up to lightweight. 
Yeah. And I think that'll be a fun one. But yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything else about UFC 274? I don't think so. Yeah. All right, so we'll jump into Boom Bus. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I got two and two. I got two and two. I'm so proud of you guys. I know last week I kind of I thought you were going to go, fuck, I got three and one. <laughs> no, dude, I got two and two. Oh, nice. Two two. Oh, right. One kicks off? Uh, yeah, sure. So my first boom is going to be Ron Rivera. Okay. Always, Riverboat yeah. Ron. Um, but specifically because Jahan Dotson, the commander's first round draft pick, they traded up to get him. Um, they're in rookie mini camps, getting ready for OTAs right now. Uh, Jahan Dotson set to graduate from Penn State, and Ron Rivera made it a point to let him know, I don't give a shit that it's the middle of rookie minicamp. Go walk. Go get your degree. Go have your moment for graduation. You can come back and, and miss a day or two of, of minicamp. We spent a first-round draft pick on you. You're going to plan out for us. You're going to start for us. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you miss a day or two to go get your degree. Yeah. Um, Shout-out to Riverboat Ron for just understanding and under getting the picture and saying – Graduating and getting your college degree is significantly more important and a bigger deal than showing up for two days of a rookie minicamp. It's a fat boom. Yeah, huge boom. Uh, my first boom is uh, Max Homa. Obviously, won the uh, Wells Fargo Championship. Yep. However, since the start of 2021, Max Homa has more worldwide wins than Rory, Rom, Spieth, JT, Bryson, DJ, Xander, and Brooks. Damn. Not combined or anything, but just like I thought you were going to say combined, but then you kept going. I was like, okay, can't, no can't be combined way. now. Yeah. No, but I mean, those are some of the top guys yeah. in the world, and Max Homa has more wins since the start of 2021 than them. So huge boon, Max Homa. I'm a big fan of Max Homa. Um, he's a lot of fun. He's a funny dude. Um, has a lot of funny tweets. Um, oh, absolutely. So uh, Fans of the homosexuals. <laughs> uh, gotta love Max Homa. Uh, so big boom to you. I like that one a lot. All right, my first boom is me, Do- uh, Josh Naylor. Um, first player. God damn it. Is that your second one? Yes. <laughs> uh, I put this one first on purpose. I was like, someone's going to have this one. So Josh Naylor, first player with eight RBIs in the eighth inning or later, uh, which is just crazy to think of. Um, but he helped the Cleveland Guardians stun Chicago White, uh, White Sox. He had a double in the eighth inning, which scored one run. And then he hit a grand slam in the ninth to tie it the game 8-8. And then he hit a three-run homer in the 11th inning to put them up by three. And then I don't think the White Sox responded at all. And I think they ended up winning by three that game. Um, But, I mean, dude, eight RBIs in, first off, just three innings alone. But in the eighth inning or later, I mean, that's the fucking end of the game. So, eight RBIs, absolutely booming to Josh Naylor. You have anything else on that? Uh, first player in MLB history to uh, hit two three-plus run homers in the ninth or later in the same game. Oh, shit. See, yeah, I didn't see that fucking yeah. stat, too. Okay. All right, my uh, second boom is going to be kind of a twofer. Uh, it is Graham Gano and Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, so, for those who don't know, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, number five pick in the draft. War number five out of Oregon. Wanted number five for the Giants. Graham Gano, starting kicker for the Giants, was <laughs> currently wearing I'm number five. I'm not as important. <laughs> so typically when you have these guys that come in and it's like, I need, this is my jersey number, and you have a kicker or a punter or a backup quarterback, someone that else that has that number. Uh, we saw it last year with 
Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman, and Michael Pittman said, go fuck yourself, Carson, and that was a good decision because Carson was only there for a year. Yeah, fuck um, yeah, yeah. Michael Pittman, future star receiver for the Colts. So it made a lot of sense. Um, but for this one, Graham Gano, starting kicker, not as important as a top five pick in the draft. Um, and normally when you get these situations, the guy that has the jersey makes them pay outrageous amounts of money, and it's like, you just got to give me money. Graham Gano, solid guy. That's really how it works? Yeah. It's like, if you pay me 250 I'll give you. I'll give you five. That's bullshit. I'll give you the jersey number you want. Um, and usually those guys are like, I could pay that, or I can just wait until next year, and we'll probably just cut you. Because so, <laughs> it's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Graham Gano, good guy. Um, only asked Kayvon Thibodeau for fifty thousand <laughs> to a charity. Oh, that's so to a local to a charity that Graham Gano is very close with. Uh, Puppies behind bars, which provides service Aww. dogs to wounded war veterans and first responders. In addition to explosive detection canines for law enforcement, probably behind bars. Yeah, probably behind my bars. new favorite charity. Um, Chills. So, <laughs> Chills. so Kayvon donates fifty thousand to that charity. Gets his number five. Graham Gano doesn't give a shit about the number five, but it's like, hey, how about we do something where it's not going to cost you that much. You're going to get twenty million dollars right now. So fifty thousand is nothing compared to that. Should have done two hundred. Yeah, I couldn't ask for a little more, yeah. but it's like, hey, donate a little bit to this charity that I'm really close with. You get number five. I'll get number six. Dude, Graham Gano would <laughs> be like my new favorite fucking player. Yeah, it's a great way to ask for it. Um, and also, wow, it makes both dude. parties come out looking good. Yeah. Just yeah. the best way to handle this situation. And, and you know what? And the, the, they tried. Okay. That's beautiful. Kind of funny, though, because like if Kayvon Thibodeau was like, now nah, fuck that. <laughs> it would look fuck like those dogs. He would look so bad. He's like, fuck so, it. I'll take almost like six. guilt tripped him into doing it. Like, obviously, it's a great charity, and like now it might be my new favorite charity because uh, that, that's a great one. I didn't even know that existed. However, it would it would have just been super funny if Kayvon was like, oh, fuck you, Graham. Like, nah, I'll take just six, give me five. <laughs> just give me five, you dumb bitch. I'll take you out to dinner. <laughs> He's like, no, I'll take six. I don't, I don't, I don't, care. I don't care. I got bit by a dog. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a cat person, dude. Uh, I guess I'll start off with busts. Um, or no, you, your second bust. Or your second boom. All right. Uh, my second boom is going to be Patrick Marlowe. Um, the 42-year-old announced his retirement from hockey on Tuesday, closing the book on a 23-year career spent between San Jose, Toronto, and Pittsburgh. Through 1,779 games, Marlowe amassed 566 goals, 1,197 total points while adding another 72 goals and 127 points in 195 postseason contests. Marlowe played 21 of those 23 seasons with the Sharks who selected the player from Swift's current um, Saskatchewan um, second overall in the 1997 NHL entry draft. Absolutely crazy. While Marlowe never won a Stanley Cup, that fucking hurts, um, he holds the Sharks franchise record in career games played. Goals, 522 points, 1,111. Power play goals, 163. Shorthand goals, 17. Game-winning goals at 101. And total shots on goal at 3,953. Um, on April 19th, 2021, Marlowe also broke the NHL record, as we guys all remember, for most games played with 170, sorry, 1,768, which was previously held by Gordy Howe. No. Um, I mean, I don't care what sport you're playing. 23 years is an absolutely iconic amount of time to play with any type of sports franchise. So, Patty, hats off to you. Any sport, even if you're playing like, you know, golf, which is like kind of seen as like a sport you can play even when you get up in there in age. Yeah. 
played 23 years professionally, competitively. Dude. That's not a, a, a small feat. Doing anything for 23 years gives me a headache. <laughs> I can't imagine doing anything for 23 years. World record for longest tenure with a company. It was just broken this year. 84 years. Oh my god. Someone started working at 16 and is now 100. And <laughs> only worked with the same company. What company was I it? I don't know. I just saw the headline. And I was oh. like, I don't care. <laughs> like, Dude, I I, hope and you're something... not the CEO? Dude, I hope it's right. something. No, I, no, no. You weren't the CEO huge, at any point? <laughs> huge, huge bust to that person. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hope it's something so fucking generic. No, we, no, no. We would no. get those. Mailroom person. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just postal office. We would get those when I worked at Walmart. I'd be right through the distribution center. We just ran to the warehouse and it's like Walmart radio and it's like, shout out to this person that works at this store. They've been here for 60 years. And it's like, they're just a greeter. And I'm like, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> like, do anything else with your life. <laughs> got a job in your retirement when he's like 55 he's been there for 60 years and 110. Oh, man. Exactly. 60 years. Yeah. Oh, throw up. So, you know, you know, like, if, if my life goes absolutely nowhere... You know what I mean? You know what I want to be doing when I'm like 50, 55, if I still need to like be Work, like yeah. working? Just be like a lumber dude at fucking Home Depot. You know, how many two by fours you need, boss? Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I'll cut a, I'll cut these bad boys up for you. And just <laughs> cracking the worst jokes anyone's <laughs> ever heard. Yeah. Just something like that. But 84 years, you know that person did nothing. nothing. Yeah, dude. That's still. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. All right, Tim, kick yep. it off with kick bus. Kick it off with bus. First bus. Okay, uh, F1 reporter Martin Brundle. Yep, absolutely. I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, so I was, watch- I was watching F1 on Sunday. And Miami. Miami, it was, it was wild. The sky Miami. for Sky Sports was walking around with the mic, and then he found something, someone very famous, and uh, his name is Paolo Bancaro, um, the Duke forward. Uh, future top three pick in the NBA draft. Uh, huge. I recognize him right away. And I was like, oh, dude, he's talking to Bella. And I, I started watching him. And I was like, this this reporter doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. He started like talking nonsense to him. Uh, he mis- both, uh, mistook him for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire time, so he was like, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. And then I was like, what maybe maybe Paolo goes by like Patrick or something like, weird. <laughs> like this is weird you know I was like this is weird and then like throughout the interview uh, and also bust to Paolo Bencaro what okay so anyway <laughs> at, at the end, I will I will go into this I will go into this but afterwards uh, everyone reporter like was like oh hey sorry I thought you were someone else and then turned around and was like whatever and I was like you just <laughs> you're just talking to Paolo Bancaro like that guy's gonna be huge you know and they don't care it. about basketball uh, bust to Paolo Bancaro um I just you know what I kind of hate the guy now um because he got mistaken no 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 so the reporter asked him and was like hey uh Patrick <laughs> how do you uh, you know what do you think of the scene and like and he was like oh it's my first F1 race and then um he was like it's pretty awesome all the racers getting in on the zone, just like me, getting in the zone. And then it was something like that. It wasn't exactly like it's that. Cringy. It was super fucking cringy. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> <bad> look. <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately, F1, Martin Brundle. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Paulo did play quarterback in high school and was a top recruit at quarterback and then decided basketball, significantly less injuries and also way more money. So uh, hmm. good for him. 
He was the top like ten quarterback in like his sophomore junior year in high school. Jesus. Athlete. <clears throat> Natural athlete. So do you yeah, but do you think the average NBA player makes more yes. than the average NFL quarterback? Absolutely. Yeah, four years. Then the average NFL middle. quarterback? Probably not, but the odds of him having to play three years of college football before he could even get to the NFL yeah. as opposed to playing one year of college basketball and then immediately making $30 million, you make more money long term. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. Huge bust, though. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone that was watching that TV uh, had an idea of who that guy was. I mean, obviously, F1, uh, a lot of guys, like, Jesse's parents watch it. They don't know who Paolo Vangaro is. But I watched it, and I saw Paolo, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Slogan's dude, you know, and I was all stoked for the interview. I was like, "All right, dude, I can use this in like a boomer bus or talk about in the episode." And then he mistook him, and I'm and like the entire time, I'm like, "What is happening in this interview? (laughs) Like, what is going on?" And he was like, "Patrick, Patrick," and I was like, "So how'd you feel about that win after the against the Bills?" Like, what? Yeah, the fuck is he? But Paolo, Paolo did seem like very confused the entire time. Like he he was talking and being very like nice. What was the question like? Well, just like, uh, you know, hey, you know, is this your first F1 race? Um, what do you think about, you know, what's going on down just here right now? So it wasn't directed around him? and No, no, it wasn't like that. But the fact that, like, afterwards he was like, oh, sorry, I mistook you from someone else. Wait, afterwards he was like, I guess that wasn't Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then he just, like, looked at the camera and was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next guy. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, you can't win them all. <laughs> Right, my first bus is going to be the UFC. So Dana White, the UFC will hire security guards for the <laughs> scales oh. after Charles Overa nightmare weigh-in. So he came out, in quotes, um, so Dana White indicated that the non-US fighters may have been responsible for altering the promotion's scale at UFC 274. What? So they have different scales, right? Yeah. They have the official one that they do for weigh-ins, and they have the one that's at the center that they can like use to kind of see where they're at and track. So this is where he quoted. We have this issue where guys come out and they'll start checking the scale the night before and all the Europeans and guys from other parts of the world do kilos. So they all start fucking with the scale to look at kilos and who knows. Um, there's so many moving parts to this beast of a machine that we run every week. And we've got to have security guard in there now from now, from now on where the scale is. It's something that we're going to have to start doing. So it all came down to he thinks that from, you know, like the European fighters and stuff like that, they're moving how, like, you know, how, like, the scale is and everything like that. They're pretty much recalibrating it for kilograms and stuff like that. So Alvera came out and said that he, the night before he was at weight, right? And usually in your sleep... You don't gain weight, right? So he went, he goes, all right, cool, I'm good. Went to bed, woke up, and that's where he came in, 2.2 pounds overweight. So it was actually 157.2, apparently, is what he came in at, and then was forced to cut weight again, and that's where he was only able to shave off 1.7 pounds in the hour because he wasn't expecting it, right? He woke up feeling good. He wasn't trying to pull up a sweat before the fight. He's like, you know what, I'm feeling healthy, and then had to all of a sudden from a very well-rested body, try and get up to the 1.7 pounds. And this is where it's a boom to me, or sorry, bust, because even UFC flyweight Matt Schnell wrote on social media that the promotion had warned the fighters the unofficial scale was off. What? 
So why are they taking You're the here helping to try and fucking help, and that's my bust. Why are they is, taking the So you think there's even a reasonable, reasonable doubt of technically collusion. Yeah. Right? In other words, that there could have been somebody tinkering with something, whether it was on purpose or accident, to where now Oliveira came in overweight. And you still stripped him of the belt. What? How do you not just have two fucking scales? One in kilograms and one in fucking pounds. And also, I don't care because you're fighting the UFC. Figure out pounds. If you're, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, flying out of Phoenix, Arizona. Like, right? That's that's the point to me. I understand. Learn our metric system. I, I'm not, not like learn our metric system, but like that's your profession. <laughs> like you're saying, learn our metric system. I am, but at the same time, it's like. Literally, your job, like, you know, if you were to go overseas and start working from the United States anywhere else, you would have to learn their their currency, their metric system, any of that stuff. So what, you're now fighting in the United States. Yes, we have a different system than every other country in the world, and I understand it's confusing. But at the end of the day, you're not looking to hit a certain number of kilos. You're looking to hit a certain number of pounds. Why are you fucking with a scale to get it in kilos? Because you understand it better, I understand but you need to understand. You also need to get like this is how many pounds I need to lose, and then you can convert it from there. You know, you can do a quick Google search and say I'm one and a half pounds overweight. How many kilos do I need to lose? As opposed yeah. to fucking with a scale that is the that is the like standard for every fighter to get on, and then you know having someone else have to figure it out and recalibrate it and all that shit. Step on the scale. Just step on the scale. Don't touch anything. You shouldn't be touching anything anyways. Just step on the scale. Yeah. What's your weight? I don't even Figure know why they're that. allowed to be fucking tinkering with shit and changing Exactly. Shit. So now it's like, now we have to get security for this. And it's like, why didn't you have someone standing there anyways that was like, you're going to get on the yeah. scale. And it's like, why are you touching shit? Don't yeah. touch things. So Dana White also said, he's the guy. He didn't make weight, but we have rules. He didn't make the weight. The belt is vacant. Right? But this is the first time in history that they've ever done this. So it's, it just makes no sense to me. They're an absolute bust for that. So the, for the, you to pull out the first time you're ever doing this, stripping somebody for the belt from coming overweight, it being the first time you strip it, and where there's you literally, you it. literally think as Dana White, you literally think there was collusion behind it, and you still strip the guy of the belt, which is like okay, well whatever, he still won the fight, yeah, but that he doesn't have the belt anymore. That took away from him having a title Champion, defense, championship bonus, yeah, all that. So UFC big bust. Absolutely. All right, my first bust is going to be the uh, NBA, um, because the NFL is going to have games on Christmas Day. Uh, they're going to have a triple header, which is the same thing the NBA does. The NBA has four games typically on Christmas Day. NFL will beat them out because it's close. To People are going to watch the NFL over the NBA. Period. It doesn't matter what point of the season it's in. I'm going to be honest. It could be playoffs for the NBA. And it could be week four for the NFL. And people would watch the NFL games over playoff basketball on a Sunday. Yeah, NFL rules America. Exactly, it does. So the fact that the NFL was like, let's just overtake Christmas Day. The NBA is probably sitting there going, fuck you, Goodell. Why would you do this stuff? <laughs> right, we got Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, it's like we had Christmas Day. That was the There was a whole thing with Christmas Day basketball. It was, it was. And I, now remember, I remember waking up as a kid and be like, all right, I get to watch Kobe play on Christmas Day. And, and maybe it's just this year. Because Christmas falls on a Sunday, I would imagine, right? Take a look at it, but it has to. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it does. No. It, no, it does. Yes, yes, so it's yes, probably yes, just yes. this year, right? And they'll probably next year it'll be uh, on on Monday. They'll have yeah. maybe two games, and you know the and NBA will still that. have its games, but it'll be 
It's probably a Monday night doubleheader for yeah. the NFL. Well, uh, Christmas NBA games are not going to watch this year. No, they're not. No. It doesn't matter who. And I mean, they're probably scheduled accordingly. If I was the NBA, I would not schedule like primetime <laughs> games. I would schedule primetime games for Christmas Eve. Yep. And say, hey, we're not going to try to beat the NBA or the NFL. We're just going to have our but, hey, our stuff Christmas Eve. They're not touching Christmas Eve. No, or you know they could spin off and be like, hey, this year we're going to give Christmas. Uh, off to our players to our players they can go out and have fun with their families Make them usually, look great yeah, yeah usually the Lakers play the Celtics play uh, usually there's it's like like this year was like Hawks Knicks because of the playoff drama like they usually take like whatever happened the previous year so like this year would probably be like Grizzlies Warriors you know and you'd have Nets Celtics again like kind of a deal um, I'm sure they'll probably just move those games to Christmas Eve maybe do the we'll give Christmas Day off um but if they do Christmas Day games, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal, and they'll probably schedule those games for Christmas Eve. But big bust to the NBA because they just got fucked by the NFL, and it's gonna happen every like seven years now, or however many years. It's not seven because leap yeah. years, but whatever, however many years it's gonna be until the NFL gets games on on a Sunday. Probably every, I think it's like every ten. Yeah, they're gonna be fucked every ten years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Second bust. Mine is going to be uh, Marcelo. Uh, he is a left back. Uh, yep, Leon Defender. He was axed That's from the squad know. following a dressing room farting galore. Damn. <laughs> he was one of the best defenders in the world like five years ago. <laughs> uh, he has fallen off. <laughs> um, however, apparently he's super immature and just goes around in the locker room and just farts all the time. Uh, sure. so, so they axed him. So I think it's a double bust to him. Just like holding your farts, dude. You're playing professional sports. Like don't get together. People. Also, big bust to uh, Leon, dude. Dude, just farting. <laughs> get don't over cut it. A guy for farting. <laughs> get, over get over it. Um, I just thought it was kind of a funny story, and uh, yeah. So big bust <laughs> to Marcelo and Leon. Both of you guys, big bust. Um, what a mess. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, my second bust. Is the LA Kings. Uh, right now they are playing. Game 5. Edmonton just scored a goal about a few minutes ago to tie it up 1-1. Um, my bus is LA Kings. The Kings wouldn't let the Oilers warm up on their ice with any goals in place. Like any gold nets or anything like that in place. And pretty much said, yeah, you can skate, but that's it. You guys can't practice anything. You can't like take shots. Can't like yeah, get no. working for the goalie. Yeah. So the absolute... How is that allowed? Top tier dog shit pettiness. For game three, um, the Oilers responded by winning six to one. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I, I was, yeah. I've never been happier. How did the NHL let that happen? I don't know, dude. It doesn't like, make any sense. I'm like, you guys are fucking pieces of shit. I also and only made me want the Oilers to win even more because of that. I also couldn't imagine any other sport. Like the wor- the only thing I could see them doing is just taking over all of the ice and being like, we have every we have people everywhere, so you guys can't warm up. Basketball, is <laughs> football, the hoops. football, basketball. If even it, even if you try to take down the hoops, like you take down one, the other team would just go to your side okay, and no, start no, warming no, no. up. So this was the Oilers coming in in the morning. So it was before the Kings were even there. It wasn't like a on ice like warm ups. It was uh, to get a little practice. Well, maybe they they didn't have the nets up. Arena's didn't close. Have anyone there. Sorry, put the nets. Yeah, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no fucking way, dude. Absolute pettiness. Um, and the Kings are dog shit for that. And that's why I'm, glad I'm they lost. extra rooting for the fucking Oilers. Glad they lost. All right. My second and final bus is going to be Alex Cora. It's my manager for the Red Sox. Okay. Um, so we suck right now. Yeah. We, we went over that earlier in the episode. Um, Alex Cora decided today to shave his beard because that's going to help. <laughs> um, decided clean shave, clean start. 
I guess, for the season. <laughs> um, we did win today. We beat reigning champs 9-4. So maybe it's going to work and this is going to backfire on me. But I'm going to go out on a limb and uh, I'm just going to say that <laughs> us sitting where we're at right now, um, we are after after today's win, we are sitting at uh, 12 and 19. Um, sorry, 11 and 19. That's we are bad. still 11 and 19. Um, not good in the slightest. I know before the season and even a, probably a week or two ago, I was looking at it and I was like, listen, my teams kind of get off, especially my, my Boston teams, get off to some slow starts and they get hot when it matters right before the playoffs. If we're 50 games out of playoff contention and we get hot in the last two weeks, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> so we kind of need to figure shit out now. I don't think that our manager shaving his beard um, is going to really make a difference. No. Um, his quote was, if we win 10 in a row, it's on me because I should have recognized that before about shaving his beard. Oh, God. If we win ten in a that row, made it even worse. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, as a joke. Which, uh, listen, I understand you're trying to be funny. Um, trying to be funny when we're when we suck <laughs> is not really the move here. Maybe try to lighten the guys yeah. up, um, not try to lighten the mood. Um, so, uh, Alice Corey, you're my bust because, d- dude, there's, there's bigger there's bigger things going on right now than you shaving your beard and thing, and that's gonna change. Maybe make an actual adjustment to the lineup or to the strategy. Um, so yeah, just bust Alex Corey. Yeah, maybe he's trying to really focus on team morale, you know, so he doesn't get fired. I, I guess. He's like, hey, the players love me. Right? I shaved my beard. They thought it was hilarious. Them. Yeah. And they then laughed they won. so hard. And then they won the next game. Yeah, we, so, so what if we lost the next seven? Yeah. We won right after I shaved. I had to wait for it to grow back in so I could shave it again. All I'm proving is I got some fucking tricks up my sleeve, guys. No. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. No. Yeah. All right, hey guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 78. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Sully. Um, we certainly did. Um, we had a great time with him. Um, hopefully we have some more interviews, different interviews on the horizon. Uh, we'll let you guys know when something comes up. Uh, Kyle will be putting up a poll about uh, which video game. we. I'm, I, I would be very excited to get this started. Um, I think it would bring a new dimension to us um, as Totally Talking Sports. Um, but just... Thanks, guys, for always tuning in, and see you guys next week. Yeah, no, like you said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start getting something together. Um, and I'll do a, like, I don't know, I'll think of, like, fucking eight games that we have or something like that, and just narrow it down as, like, a bracket. I was thinking, like, four sports, just, like, the newest sports games, you know? Oh, I was going to go as far as fucking, like, NFL Street. All right, so just the current ones? Yeah, no, just the current ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, all right, guys, top four then. Right, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a little four bracket. Uh, you guys pick between them, and we'll have a winner, and that's the one that we will... Start our franchise with. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys, as always, for the support. Uh, next week will be not too dissimilar from this week. Check in on NHL, check in on NBA, kind of see how it goes from there. Um, we're getting closer and closer to NFL preseason. Um, obviously, NF- our NBA finals coming up pretty soon in the next uh, month or so. So we got a lot coming up, um, but we will catch you guys next week.